<laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Tell me when. Go. Of course. Street Fighters, Sunday night, time for a street fight. We are taking your calls, 614-412-5252 is the number to dial. It's 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do this every single Sunday. Uh, We'll be here until about 1 in the morning, but get your calls in early if you plan on calling. Uh, We are on WCRS-FM. You can listen to us at, on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio, or on WCRSFM.org. If you don't want to listen live, you can subscribe to us as a podcast. We're available at streetfightradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and other podcasting locations. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We've been doing the show for seven years now, so if you just got into it, thank you. Uh, you made it through the first volume that ends with the fight about Nazis. And now we have a new genesis of the show um, where we move closer to our goal of flattening all hierarchies and um, ripping the rich from their ivory towers. Uh, so get started with that, please. We, we can't do all the work here. We need some of you to do it out there. So um, we're going to be taking calls tonight. I'm talking about. Working conditions, small business tyrants, dare stories, military recruitment. You let us know. Uh, We are here, 614-412-5252. We also have tonight in the studio special guests. You heard their theme song to open us up here, the uh, Weird World Tag Team. That's Alex Worldwide Keller and Weird Body Evan Adams. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being here. This is exciting for me. I, we have wrestlers in the studio right now. So, Alex, good look. go ahead and let them know who you are. Uh, it's Alex Worldwide Keller, uh, one half of the Weird World, AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling, just a husky boy trying to make it in the world of <laughs> pro wrestling and the punk music and etc. Yeah, and uh, what, what is your Instagram? Because I really like your Instagram live stories the most. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, Tower Skin Worldwide. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My Instagram stories can either be nothing one day or fucking on one the next day or fucking depressed as shit another day and someone the other day told me they like my depressed ones the best and i'm like you're (laughs) yeah don't don't support that people love that shit like people just be like oh i love it i like that when a band is really good when they do like really depressing songs they're like i liked him when he was sad and it's like well listen to the old songs (laughs) that motherfucker Yeah. (laughs) yeah that was the sad period give it a couple weeks it'll come back around for sure 
And uh, Evan, how about yourself? Uh, let's see. My name is uh, uh, Weird Body Evan Adams. Uh, let's see. I'm the other half of uh, Weird World. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a uh, uh, skinny wrestler. Uh, I like uh, getting tossed around, um, and I like beating the uh, uh, tar out of other people. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, he's stiff. Yeah, I, I, I just... P.J. Whitmer, after a match one time, was like, lighten up, man. Yeah. Uh, trying to navigate uh, uh, through the pro wrestling world. Really. All right. It's fucking cool, man. Uh, you guys are really fun to watch. Uh, Alex tosses a uh, uh, weird body around, and it's very... It's, it's like uh, you guys do like the old... Uh, big guy and little guy just tossing the little yeah. guy around, and I fucking love watching it. It's so funny. Uh Brett and I, it's good that we have you guys in studio because we have been partying all weekend. Like, <laughs> it has been nonstop since Friday. We drove to Cincinnati Friday night and we watched a uh, Willie Nelson show. Willie Nelson, Sturgill Simpson, The Head and the Heart, and Old Crow Medicine show in a, on the Ohio River, which, by the way, I, you guys... You might want to study the lead singer of Old Crow Medicine Show for how to get good cheap pops because he might be the king of it. Really? <laughs> He's an expert. Every song, before the song, you'd be like, boy, I love to play this song down along the Ohio River. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he said, this. it just sounds a little bit better playing here in Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was losing it. Yeah. Yeah. People freak out, freaked out as soon as they heard him say the name of the city. And it was like every single song he found a way to be like, oh, he played this land is your land. And he said from um, from uh, New York to Ohio. And I was like, that's like means that's we got a nothing. Very, yeah. very small bit of land here. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> we need more land. <laughs> What Where the was hell? the westward westward expansion at? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was fun. though. Willie Nelson uh, might not be at his best at eighty five years old. Yeah, it might be. Uh, he might. I think I, he probably. I don't think he could hear himself in the monitor. Maybe because he was turned up really loud, like louder than anybody else. I got to tell you, I have a different theory. There was people like blowing a fucking harmonica behind him, and you couldn't even hear it over <laughs> what Willie Nelson was doing. I actually have a different theory than that, and that they did sound check, and Willie Nelson went out and stood on stage and kept going like sticking his thumbs up to the uh, to the audio guy when he was turning him uh, yeah. up, and he was like up more, up more, up more, and then you couldn't hear anything else. And Willie was like, "That sounds really good." I just love to think that he has an enormous ego where he has to be the loudest person on stage. I mean, he probably can't hear shit. I mean, he's, well, he's eighty-five, man. Like, here he's probably had some doing live loss. music since yeah. he was like probably like eighteen. Where's well, yeah? I'm gonna but, float that theory out there. But I don't know when Stur he had Sturgill Simpson come out and do uh, "Mama, Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys" and. He just walked all over him. <laughs> yeah, it was Sturgill Simpson sounds like fucking Waylon Jennings. The guy is amazing. And he's just up there shredding on the guitar, but you can't hear it because Willie Nelson's clang, 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 pew, pew, on <laughs> electric guitar, on it his was, acoustic. And it was, it was great. I do not want to discourage anybody from seeing Willie Nelson. I'm just saying, don't go there expecting a good musical experience. <laughs> That's like expecting a decent show out of Bob Dylan for like the last like twenty five years somewhere. God, in there. I liked yeah. Bob Dylan for like ten minutes, 
And then I read his book, and I hated him as soon as I was done with it. Was that like the actual autobiography? The or Chronicles or? thing? Oh, that yeah, he Chronicles, did? yeah. And I There's felt, an unauthorized one that's really good. Okay. Well, it's just the, I, I, the thing that bothered me about him was the way that he talked about his fans, I think, was like, which, look, I'm not a guy with a ton of fans, you know? <laughs> so maybe, maybe like getting home and hippies sitting on the roof of your house when you get there probably would make you have like a dick because that's one of the stories he tells when you're not even about that shit (laughs) (laughs) the story he tells is like i'm not a political guy you know and i'm not really a hippie and i would get home like i'd come home from tour and there would be people sitting on the roof of my house like just there, not like he invited them, or not like people that were staying. He invited tonight. him with his music, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I did not like that, and I just thought it was really funny that like, but but he just all the time talked about how much of a pain in the ass it was to be famous. Oh, yeah. And before I started doing something where I even got a little bit of notoriety, and I still believe this, if you don't like, talk, let's talk about like how those Republicans are getting kicked out of restaurants and shit, right? Yeah. And they're mad about it. It's like, if you didn't want to have that happen, maybe don't be famous. Maybe maybe don't do the job that you're doing, you know? Because you can choose. Like, if you do political stuff, even Brett and I, two guys with no power at all, or you guys don't have any power. You can say what you believe, but you don't have any power. Still expect consequences for saying the things that you believe, you know? For sure. Um those guys just don't ever expect anything. They're just like, I should be allowed to eat at a Mexican restaurant when I'm off the clock. You know, I'm not racist when I'm not working. Okay? It's like that article going around about how, like, they're, like, just all eating shit on Tinder and stuff in D.C. Like, no, <laughs> yeah! No one wants to fucking date them at all. Yeah, a Trump staffers can't get dates in D.C. on Tinder now. Tinder now. They just nobody, they wow. can't. They can't get dates in D.C. because everybody out. hates them. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Uh, Ari, Ari, uh, who's the Ari guy from the Bush administration yesterday is like, do we really want to live in a world where there's Republican restaurants and Democrat restaurants? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, let's if I try now, <laughs> y'all hate, listen, do you want to do the blood feud that far? They hate us, right? Yeah. Like they hate the left. I don't want the, like if I ran a business, I wouldn't want, I don't want Republicans to subscribe yeah, to my I don't Patreon. Want a bunch of <laughs> greedy complainers to come in and tip 8%. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that thing's been really encouraging to me. Like, I guess Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders went out to dinner this weekend and the owner of the restaurant was just like, "Eh, I'm not going to serve you. Get out of here. And she was so depressed. It's like, good. Yeah. You deserve it to take some wrestling. (laughs) We did, uh, when we started the show, we did recommend that people that that are making the policies have to worry about getting eggs thrown at them but you know kicked out of restaurants is just as good to to me well me and you what's funny is me and you started started doing when me and you started doing street fight uh you know what brad i think i might know what's going on when you me and you started doing street fight uh one of the things we got in big trouble for you're fine oh okay one of the things we got in trouble so we here at the radio station we sent our demo to the radio station and our demo was like i want you to go wherever john Kasich is and throw ziploc bags of piss at him and full tall cans of steel reserve and you know fuck that guy and one of the first shows we did there's a bar in the ohio state house and we were like 
we should just go hang out in the bar in the Ohio State House <laughs> and just be dicks to them. Yeah. And they're like, can you guys like not encourage people to throw piss at politicians? <laughs> and it seemed like so long ago that we had these sentiments with the yeah. show. And now, for real, politicians are going out to eat and they're saying, like, no, you can't eat here. And it just feels like the whole world kind of came in our direction and it yeah. feels so good like yeah you need to be more personal and petty about shit yeah when me and him started doing street fight i think the world seemed so much the world seemed a lot different because uh it was more liberal like obama was president yeah. and people just found some honor in it and somehow in the past like in the time that we've been doing this, we've become a not, we're not even controversial anymore. Our show is not yeah. even controversial at all. We're not edgy. We're basically a kid show now. So, uh, so I have a question for you just so that we can get some of this started here with the Collins. But, um, how, uh, how long have you been pro wrestling now? I guess, uh, we'll be at a three years okay. in October. So I have to wonder if you had some shitty jobs that you had before pro wrestling and oh. what, what the worst of them were. Shitty jobs while pro wrestling. I mean, fuck. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, independent pro wrestling uh, a couple times a month does not pay the bills. It should. It will someday. Uh, People got, should be booking you, too. Uh, well, we're lazy else. with that, too. We're lazy yeah. with that, too. I can't imagine, like, that... Because I love you guys. I, I Every time I see you guys, you're so over. Like, the crowd loves you. That I, I think if you guys went for it, you could get booked places. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of... I don't know. But, um, yeah, as far as jobs, uh, I've had a pretty decent food job for the last, like, couple years that, like, I just get to steal a bunch of food from and, like, right. you know, also maybe tan while on the clock and oh, like, wow. also <laughs> go to the gym on the clock and, like... So that stuff's all basically paid for. Yeah, and that's this a lot is, of uh, benefits. This is an episode I will not be listening to while opening the place with my boss, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, and then, like, I'll, like, do, like, concert security and shit like that. I had, like, a moving company years and years ago, that okay. was, which is, like, a great little hustle if anyone's looking for one, but emoves.com and all that shit. It's the worst job, though, right? It's, like, the scummiest of the scum <laughs> yeah. of fucking, like, labor. Our producer, Jason, yeah. is a mover, and, uh... I mean, he likes it, and, like, it's wild. The way the dude eats yeah. and then the shape he's in lets you know what kind of work you're doing. He's, like, just a big, hard thing. Like, he's a big, hard person. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, like, he, he eats at gas stations and McDonald's and pizza and stuff a lot, but he also, like, trucks piano. Because he works for a place that moves, specifically moves, like, pianos and heavy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like the advanced... I like, like he's moving safes and shit. Well, he started in that. The, the the place he worked for was very creatively named Columbus Piano Moving and Flat Rate Movers. <laughs> that was where he started. I think he does something different now, but it's just like what kind like it's crazy that you looked at a job where you had to carry things and you're like, I can do that because that's not me, man. <laughs> that was I don't know, yeah. I wish I was a little smarter with it back then. Fuck it. I wish I would have uh, lifted with my legs a little more, but I, like, came out on the other end pretty all right. I only blew my back out once, so that was nice. The street fight motto is that lifting with your legs is nerdy. And lifting no, with not. your back is cool. No, it's not. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool as hell, and everyone should do it as young as is humanly possible. <laughs> no, I, tell, I told everybody after I got a herniated disc over the winter that you need to lift with your legs every time. Well, he got a herniated disc wrapping presents. 
That's, well, I'm no, still I got trying to wrap my head around that. No, warehouse, okay? <laughs> I got it throwing gigantic boxes in warehouses, and then I slipped it again, wrapping presents. Yeah, he so he was wrapping presents, and he was like, oh, my back, and he fell down. <laughs> I couldn't feel my goddamn leg. Oh, shit. Have it, what kind of stuff have you done any like really shit like jobs oh no i was a i was a carney for a little bit um that's and, i gotta have you on third show to talk about yeah. carney but we'd love to hear some of it now yeah um i mean basically like uh i had a uh one of my best friends growing up he like went uh he had a buddy who uh got him into uh the carney business and then uh i uh I was a waiter for a second. I was just real bad at being a waiter, so they fired me, uh, and I worked there for a month, and then uh, I was just looking for work, and he texted me, and uh, I had to be down in Orlando, um, like, by Thursday, and the only, and it was, like, Tuesday, uh, and, like, I literally had to, uh, like, grab a Megabus and get there and, like, uh, get to the station maybe, like, six hours um, after, like, I knew, I found out, um, and then... Yeah, I just took like uh like a thirty four hour bus ride. Uh, yeah, probably down to Orlando. Uh and then uh just being a carney was real horrible because you know, I, I did the um uh you know those uh uh bouncy things in the mall? Yeah. Yeah, like I did that but just at fairs. Okay. Um and like the the uh uh the first spot I did was um uh, somewhere in Florida on the like eastern edge. Um I'm trying to I know it was south of Cocoa Beach, um, but basically it was just, like, this weird firefighters fair in, like, uh, I think it was February. Okay. Um, And, like, I I, I just worked with this dude who was just fucking a meth head, and, like, uh, he, uh, like... He just sucked at his job, but, like, he just shit-talked me the entire time. It was just like, <laughs> you're gonna get fired, bro. You're fucking up. And I was like, uh, I was 18 at the time, so I was, like, fucking paranoid about it. Sure. I was just like, I am fucking up, bro. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh... So you were watching people's kids, though, in the bounce house? Yeah, yeah, basically, you know, they would come in, I would, I would strap them up in the harness, and then, like, you know, I would, uh... Uh, uh, elevate. You know they have to like jump to get it going a little bit. Oh, you're talking about the bungee thing with the harness. Yeah, the yeah, trampoline. yeah, the trampoline deal. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, I would do that, and I would just like basically like rotate harness kid, harness kid. You know, uh, get him up, and then uh, just do that for like uh, uh, from noon to midnight on weekends, like five to five to twelve on uh, 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 weekdays. Um, How but, many days a week? Um, well, uh, most, spot, most, uh, spots did it, uh, Friday to the next Sunday, so that'd be, like, ten days, um, but, uh, my last spot I, uh, did in New York, and that was, that was only weekends, um, so, uh, Is it good? Decent? I, I no, guess, no, no, oh, no, no, because no, I did the math, I did the math, and my, for my first fair, I probably worked 80 hours, and, uh, I got 400 bucks, because it's like, yeah, oh yeah, because it, uh, it's room and board, too, like, like, he, uh, you know, he had, like, a camper, and I lived in this small-ass fucking room that's probably, you know, from this table to fucking the, the wall. Um, and, uh, I mean, probably bigger because you have to fit a mattress, but not by much. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, he just let me live there for... Uh, and he, he charged you for it? Yeah, he charged, like, he took it out. Actually, actually, after the first fair, I was talking to his wife, and then she was like, oh, he shorted you a hundred bucks. Here's a hundred bucks. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> he would have got furious, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and then actually, actually, after, like, towards... Uh, no, I think it was at the second fair I worked for him. 
uh, I found out he was, like, the Lot's heroin dealer, um, and he was, like, the only, like, that was basically, like, his main gig, uh, and then, like, you know, he just came out sometimes because, you know, he just was born a carny, like, his dad, his dad was his boss, um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was kind of wild. Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's but, always such a, it, like, I wanted to take a year, I, so I read a book about carnies. Mm-hmm. And I uh, wanted to take a year off from college and do carny stuff. But a thing that you might need to know about me is that I went to college when I was 32. And I already had a kid. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so my wife was like, no, you are not. <laughs> I, yeah, honey, I can't I, recommend I, it. I want to go work for $5 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> in the hot Florida sun. It's a dream of mine, man. <laughs> no, no, it was. Did you ever work any of the games at all? No, no. I just did the uh, the uh, inflatables, uh, uh, the, the bungees. I was the technical term is inflatables expert. Um, <laughs> well, they, yeah, it's yeah, a party. Put that on a resume right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I only did I only did the uh, uh, bounce deal. Okay. Yeah, okay. I heard that the games are the harder job to get. Yeah, that's, that's what, what my asking. buddy did. Um, and I mean, I I think it's kind of just you have to know somebody. Um, and there's somebody get into that games business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he actually like now he's just a fucking uh, uh, dishwasher and shit. Um, but like. Sometimes in July, he'll go to, like, the New York... I think it's the New York State Fair in Hamburg. Um, or it's, like, a big fair in Hamburg. Uh, just have, like, a reunion? And, uh, well, no, he just works, like, I think it's, like, two weeks. He just works for two weeks and makes, like, a shit ton of money. Because, like, you know, uh, I think... It, you know, it is all, uh, like, games is how much you make. And then, you know, the fucking... I think, it's like, they take half or something. You know, there's, like, certain deals. Um, okay, okay. But, yeah, the more people you get to play, the more money you make. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And they, I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to have to have, I'm going to have you on and talk about carnies for an hour yeah. on the uh, bonus feed sometime soon. We'll, we'll have to do that. Let's see how, what do we got going on on the phones, Brett Payne of Street Fight Radio? <laughs> well, uh, I will get the first one here, get that loud squeal out of you guys my ready to, You guys ready to talk to some of the people out there? Yeah. The proletariat? See what they got to say. <laughs> Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, am I on the radio, man? You are on the radio. Awesome. Did I win those Super Tramp tickets? I wish we handed things out. I mean, I guess we could mail you something. What What do we got that, I mean... I'd keep those for myself. We keep the Super Tramp tickets for ourselves. We the, Here's the thing. We do get a lot of free stuff, and I think we'd be willing to hand it out, but concert tickets is the one thing. Like, if I worked for a radio station, they were like, you got to hand out these concert tickets, I would just have, like, my sister call or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have them. I don't understand this, like... Number 102 right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably did that, right? Like, oh, yeah. That's gotta be work, man. What was it? McDonald's Monopoly? That's what they did? The guy who made it, like, fucking, uh, all, he, all his friends and family, like, there was some formula to winning, so, like, he got, he actually, like, I don't know if he went to jail, but he got, like, fucking caught for it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I knew that Fix was in on that but that's thing. the yeah. Fix on the McDonald's Monopoly. fries, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fix on McDonald's Monopoly is there's no way to collect part, Boardwalk and Park Place. There's yeah. just no possible way a person's gonna get both of those. Right, they only make a couple at a time. So what's your name and where are you from? Um, this is the Chief, calling from uh, the Milwaukee area. Sweet. What part of Milwaukee? Um, well, I'm heading up to West Dallas now. Oh, nice. I have family over in Bayview. Okay. Okay, Mil- so yeah, more like suburbs, I guess. But 
you know. I love Milwaukee. Um, so what's going on tonight? Hey, um, well, I wanted to ask you guys, you, t- you talked to the big guy a couple weeks ago, and he was saying that he had a, he had a drug test coming up. And, and afterwards, you're like, well, it's kind of how it goes, you know, when you work those jobs, sometimes you got to lay off, you know. And I was like, what the hell? I thought this was street fight radio, not like street lay down and take it radio. <laughs> well, well, anyway. I- I mean, I uh, I always am out and loud and proud about it. I think that if you want to be a drug dealer, you should do it. But you're not going to get some jobs for sure without a little bit of uh, Mission Impossible type maneuvers. Well, and that's what I want to ask you guys about, you know, or tap into the, like, the collective knowledge of street fights. Like, I'm getting, you know, I've got, I've got to take random tests, and that fucking sucks. And I don't know. Is anybody out there like got some tips for getting around that stuff? I mean, do you I own any... in some some clean urine one time and Yeah, do you own Quick Fix? Have you ever heard of uh I'm not doing a commercial read, but the thing I've always read is that Quick Fix is the stuff. You can buy it for 40 bucks and you keep it on you and it has a little um it has it's like a squirt bottle. And it has a little uh, thermometer on the side of it. And you heat it up in your microwave and then drive it there. And it gets down to 98.6. And then you just squirt it in the cup. And it supposedly passes. Here's the thing, though. You have to pay attention to when they get onto it. Because the drug testing companies will get onto it. So, like, if you're storing it, you want to probably check every once in a while to see if it's expired. Otherwise, you know... If you know somebody that doesn't do drugs and they'll piss in a condom for you, that's that's the surefire way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have done that. And I do have a bottle of Quick Fix, you know, because somebody recommended that to me. But, yeah, like, that was the thing. I read about it, and some places were saying, yeah, you know, they can catch on to this now. Um, I had, like, the newest formula or whatever, so I was probably, that. You're probably you – know, truck good, drivers but, are the people to ask. Like, I, I know mm-hmm. that, like, when I started reading – when I finished college, I, of course, had to start reading about drug tests before Street Fight took off. And it seemed like if you went to truck driver message boards, you could find all the best information on how to scam a drug test. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good to know. You know, I thought it would have been Street Fight, but yeah, check out the truckers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, the truckers have to take yeah. them all the time to get their CD, the, like the government tests them. Yeah, no, that's true. Do you have to do the watch? Do you get watched when you do it? Is that one of those situations? I've never been watched before, so um, I'm totally thinking, yeah, I could just, like, you know, slide something in my drawers and bring it in with me or whatever, and, you know, it'd be good, so. And you're only probably... They can't be out your pockets and stuff. (laughs) You're only probably looking at about a... Well, actually, I just... Okay, this is going to sound... Listen, I know what this sounds like, okay? I recently started wearing compression shorts when I go on my walk, so nothing chafes. And yesterday, I was putting them on, and I just noticed that up where the ding-dong is, there's a motherfucking pocket right in those things, like a kangaroo pocket. You can fit things in. I took Kratom. It's a jewel pouch. It's. <laughs> I don't know what you put in there. I don't think you're supposed to put your beans in there or whatever. But it's there, and that seems like... It seems like they made that specifically for people to smuggle things around it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. I need to give me a pair of those. Like, a few pairs, honestly. 
Put one of those hand warmers in there and have it a good day. Anything, man. Yeah. Just like right right pressed up against it, man. That's kind of the sensation I all day long. Yeah. Just put a pocket, I'm about that. Put a pocket rocket in there. Yeah. Put a pocket rocket in there. Yeah. And just let it vibrate all day and come while you're at work. Sorry, that was gross. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing is that I, I I just recently read an article about this, and the drinks, a lot of the r- drinks do actually work. Mm. You just have to take time to look and follow the directions, like, completely all the way through. And there is also drug tests, like, strips available. You can get, like, a dozen of them for a few dollars now on the Internet. So you can pre-test yourself to know what your situation is and also practice using one of those drinks if you have to in a pinch, but uh, yeah, I think Vice did a recent they Vice did a recent write up. They did three different drinks they tried, and they all did a good job of giving negative results. Wow. Well, does a neg would, yeah. would it tell you if it's inconclusive though? Because that is a huge problem. Yeah, that's with true. This stuff is they'll tell you it's inconclusive, and then you'll have to come back and pee again, which buys you time. But they also then know that you're fucking with the sample. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, or else they send it to, like, the real lab where they do that gas chromatography or whatever. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we know what this is. You drank this shit that could cover stuff up. The funniest thing I've ever seen happen with a drug test was I knew this dude that was on parole. At, or he was on probation, right? And he had been smoking weed constantly because he was on probation for fucking robbing a school like not robbing he broke into a school and okay, stole okay. the PA system right. to sell and right. to buy weed to start a weed business basically oh, okay. that was like the whole there was this the big dirty for the little dirty <laughs> yeah, yeah well it's breaking into a school seems easy right and he got in and he did it and he got away with it but then they found they ended up finding him somehow anyway uh, he gets probation, and he doesn't ever quit smoking weed during probation. He's like, that's bullshit. They don't drug test you, which was a very hubristic way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, ah, they won't. And then so they call him, and they're like, you got to take this drug test. He's over at my house, and he drinks three cups, three full cups of white vinegar. And I was going to say, that shit does not work. He failed the drug test. Oh I saw a lot of kids in fucking junior high school make yep. that mistake. They act like it's like bleaching oh. your system out or yeah. something. Maybe oh. they exfoliated you or something, whatever the hell vinegar does. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, don't, I recommend oh. going with the best. I mean, like, it, Brett's right that you could drink, you could drink, uh, you could find out which one of those drinks work. And to me... The only problem with that is those drinks generally need some time to work, and people that get random drug tested find out that they're getting drug tested that day, right? Like, how many times well, do you have before you have to go? That's what kind of it is. I mean, that's kind of the thing about it, though, is that you have to be on on time. Like, it's only working in your in your system for a very short window of time. So, people, a lot of people are being really lazy with these things and getting negative results, but they it, you can't do it on demand. Yeah. And and by the way, we learned this from uh, Sam Knight. Uh, you know, tr- trying to get your double your money back probably isn't going to work. It's in the drug zine for all the people that have it. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote Sam Knight yeah. from District Sentinel. Oh, yeah. uh, he needed to pass a drug test. 
and he did the drink, and he still failed the drug test. And then he wrote a nasty letter to the fucking <laughs> company that he, he was like, oh, this is not very professional that you would sell. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get his money because you need proof, and they're not going to give you the proof that you failed the drug test. Yeah. Like, I don't even think they tell you. You've, I've never heard of somebody not getting the job for failing the drug test. I've heard of people not getting the call back and assuming that they failed the drug test. But I don't know if I've ever had anybody tell me straight up that they called and said, you failed the drug test. I did have some. We had somebody that had an inconclusive, and they said we don't want to fuck with you because of that. Yeah, inconclusive means you're fucking with it. You've been drinking water all <laughs> yep, day. Yep. You've been trying to be funny. You with took the drug a bunch test. of niacin pills. Yeah. yeah, ate a bunch of bagels, oh. poppy seed bagels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my I I feel like you know once you figure it out you're okay. The the thing is, and it feels like it's only going to be a few more years of this, maybe even. It could be a very, it's, I feel like it's going to be a pretty short time of this left before drug testing just is drug testing for stuff that's out of your system in two days anyway, like Coke and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to be testing for weed for much longer. I mean, a few more states and yeah, it's just going to be impossible. Yeah. But yeah, when I get called up for a random, it's like my boss will come over to me with a piece of paper and say, all right, you got to go over to the testing center and like, you know, I don't. I gotta go right then. So, oh, you drive? You gotta know, drive straight there. Yeah. At least they don't yeah, hand least, you a cup. At least I get to drive myself. Yeah. yeah. At least, at least they don't hand myself, you a cup. So I could have. I could have the back in my of car a whatever, wagon. You know, I could have my quick fix in the car. Or yeah, you need to. Or like a whizinator. You need to load up your whizinator and <laughs> keep it in the trunk. Do you melt yeah. down a little bit when you do this? I'm interested in hearing what the drive there feel. I've never d- had to do that for a drug test because. I mean, I was addicted to painkillers the last time I took a drug test, so you just have to wait one day and they're out of your system. So, like, what does it feel like when you're driving there with a shitload of weed in your system? (laughs) Well, you know, you're wondering, like, am I going to pull this off? You know, like, yeah, it's pretty hairy, you know. Um, You know, but since since I know this stuff is, is coming at me, I've been staying clean. That's the other thing I was wondering about, like, I got all kinds of clean urine, you know. Like, I make it every day right now. Does anybody know anything about, like, bottling that up and putting it in the freezer? Or is, like, is that legit at all? I read a little bit about that. It sounds like, you know, it keeps for a limited amount of time. And, I mean, I can't be rolling around with, you know, lots of ice in my trunk. So Well, and people would make fun of you if they got in your car and you had, like, a piss cooler in there or something. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> well, that may- would be kind of weird. Do you have a PP buddy at work? Maybe you could keep something to carry it in in your trunk and be like, "All right, I just got hit with a test. I need you to go to the restroom for me." You know, <laughs> I would love to sell my pee. Like, the, I, somebody should just go. Yeah. And, if you're your clean, pee is worthless. Right, my pee is worthless. But like, if yeah, you know, there's, there's someone out there, yeah. Well, somebody, somebody might want my pee. Somebody yeah, yeah. might want to be like, "Look, I only use marijuana." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's trying to pass yeah. a cool test. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's so, trying to get into a cool club. They have to fail a drug <laughs> test to get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but like, I I wonder how wonder why nobody's ever gone on Craigslist and just offered to sell their clean pee. Like yeah. I've got clean I'm not sure pee. how much you could trust that though, because you could somebody that like is selling their piss on Craigslist <laughs> could just be selling you some bunk ass piss That's true. and taking your money. Well, you got to bring testing chemicals. You need to bring like right. your marijuana test strips and like 
test it in front of him. <laughs> Make sure you bring guys with Uzis behind you, too. Yeah. yeah some you, people have yeah. might not have listened to this or done any research. They're like, I'm just going to go to Craigslist. This has to be out yeah. there. <laughs> well, uh, but the thing about it is that people with clean piss don't think that way. Like, they have no idea that there's this big market out there. And they're not hanging out with, like, you know, the drug doers. Right. I used to know this couple yeah. who, like, the husband got got drug tested and when he asked his wife for her pee like she got really fucking mad at him because it was just like you can't you can't fucking stay clean for your job what the hell now i gotta now you gotta get me like she's like she's involved in a heist yeah now i gotta get involved in your shit you're like that's called solidarity yeah that's how it is what that should be in the wedding vows i'll also give you my yeah. By clean piss if you need it. Well, I actually, I talked to a guy today. Uh, I offered him some weed tincture, and he told me he didn't do anything, and he couldn't because of his job. He's in, like, food processing, and he said that dogs come to their work regularly to, like, sniff the plant to look for, like, that sweet herb. Is it, like, um... What kind of food processing? I don't know. Like, gigantic food manufacturing, like, a. A big company that makes food products for, like, the whole area. Like pink slime type shit? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, are we talking, like... High-level manufacturing. Yeah, because you remember when me and you did that story about Blue Apron, and motherfuckers were getting stabbed at the plant and stuff. They're, yeah. They, like, have to... Like, we did a story a long yeah. time ago about Blue Apron, where, like, they're hiring these contractors, and, like, they're... I mean, I'm against background checks or whatever, but yeah, they yeah. weren't doing any screening. Damn. It was basically... Basically, like the Blue Apron would be like, we need a hundred employees, uh-huh. and then they go to a company and say, get us a hundred employees. The company would be like, I can get that all day and all night. Yeah, <laughs> and just send them a bunch. And people were getting cut, like they were like slicing each other up and fucking it's like Con Air. <laughs> it was dangerous to work there. They're like people were getting their ass whooped at work, and it was like actually dangerous. And it was just like, uh, and like you know, you're dealing with knives and shit when yeah. you're doing that Blue Apron, and they were cutting themselves and shit. So those yeah, places safety hazards. Those those places are pretty loose with like who they hire, but still, I mean, having weed at the at the food prep plant is fine. I guess they're just like they don't yeah. want you falling into a fucking pink slime machine or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. someone gets high, bro. Yeah, you. I could definitely do it. I mean, I would just be mesmerized by the pink slime <laughs> if I was high while I was on the job there. It's like freaking Burger King with those dollar sixty nine for ten nuggets. Yeah, that's like. Some low grade pink oh. slime. It has to be dollars sixteen point nine cents a nugget is just disrespecting the life it's of the a chicken. It's a lot of gelatin. <laughs> I never thought about the disrespect of the chicken that comes with that. Yeah, some of the meat has some. I just recently saw somebody that said I'll never eat something with meat in it that costs less than a dollar, and I was like, that is a good rule. Like, I think that's something. What about Smokies? By. They're two for a dollar. They're four fifty nine cents each. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what? What about like um you have to eat two then. All right, fine. 3 actually. Twist three. my arm. Yeah. More than a dollar, 3 of them. Yeah, no, it just I'm saying like a cheeseburger uh the, those look, I've seen dudes this always bums this is one of those things where I like probably put my own feelings on like uh single dudes cuz I'm not like I yeah. I've been married for so long but I've seen guys walking around the grocery store with a cart full of those cheeseburgers and boxes that you Ugh. buy in the frozen food section like the white castle boys or like just no just the Kroger brand Ugh. like in a box 79 <laughs> yeah. cent things that you put in a microwave and just eat 
And I'm like, this dude's eating this every day this week. Like it's, and then I'll have a pizza in there, a frozen pizza too. Yeah, yeah. It's like I got my Friday. food. You gotta mix in some yakisoba. They have like the freeze dried vegetables, and That's also smart. you can reuse that container. It's, <laughs> it's it's uh environmentally safe too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I the drug testing stuff. Uh, the drug testing stuff is always a thing that like I think we're gonna be fighting for the rest of our lives, but. I, I, the, everything I've read, like really people, ex- truckers seem to really love that quick fix. And I, I think they're the ones to trust. Cause I don't know if anybody gets drug tested as much as truckers, you know? I mean, if they really wanted to catch you, yeah. they'd take your hair anyway. Right. You know, like that's yeah. the thing. They're not, they're not like trying to catch you. And the people that like the other thing you have to think about when you're freaking out at the drug testing facility, they, most of the people there don't care if you're screwing with the drug test yeah. either they're not like you know what i right they're not trying mean, to bust out with the law yeah yeah 99 out of 100 people that go in there are just going in there to do this thing that's kind of a hassle in their day or no maybe 60 out of 100 people. like that most people that go to these places are just doing they're just going to pee they're clean it doesn't matter and except for i really do think that with like the rise of those little vape pens and like gummy edibles, I don't think anybody's clean anymore. Yeah. I just feel like everybody's got weed in their system now. <laughs> well, for a little bit. Because <laughs> I've been see, I I mean, we were at Comfest today, which is a big <laughs> festival. We were there all weekend, and the cops were like, they used to stay out on the perimeter, and uh, th- then you could just party in the park. It's a really big park. They couldn't see what you were doing. People would smoke weed and do acid and have fun. For some reason, they decided they were going to make a big show of going through the park in the past couple years. So they were standing in the park this year. But what I noticed was everybody was puffing on those little vape pens. Like, everybody. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Those things are life. Because they don't even smell like weed. That's what I... Oh, my God. That pisses me off because I work security at, like, concert clubs and stuff every once in a while. And the club expects you to, like, not let people smoke weed. So, like, anytime somebody's, like, smoking, like, a joint or a bowl or anything, I'm like, yeah, put that out and get with 2,000 whatever the fuck year it is because you can do this legally inside and I can do nothing because it's an e-cigarette for all I know. Yeah, yeah. Just spend the money and go to the show. I don't want to steal your freaking blunt. Do you just try to, like, not see them is that like the, the i thing? hope that they're in the middle of the crowd like way too far away where i'm like oh i think he's vaping but like sometimes the place starts stinking too much and you gotta do something and also sometimes they're just terrible rotten filthy neo hippie pigs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I, uh, hopefully we helped you out there oh yeah that was good that was good i'll definitely be checking out what the truckers have to say very wise. The ch- I mean, really, just for anything, check out what the truckers have to say. Any question you have, always stop in and check out truckers. You know how I'm. You know how I feel about truckers. They're the greatest people in the world. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, definitely. Damn, I just found a house for seven hundred dollars a month online. Just popped up in front of me, and I'm like, Ooh, I could make that work. Yeah, you don't probably don't want to know where the hell that's at. Though. I'm, I'm checking right. Oh, South London. Okay, I probably don't want to probably couldn't make that work um so yeah oh, right. the drug testing stuff is the worst i think that's the worst thing about having to work now uh i don't know i mean it, not everybody has to be on is everybody everybody really is on drugs i mean everybody like, I, it, you should be allowed to be well of course you should be allowed to be we know some drug tito tailors 
You do? Yeah, like, there's a guy, uh, fellow we I know that's, like, about my age, like, you know, about, like, 33, 34, somewhere in there, and he parties and everything, and he gets down, and, like, maybe, like, you know, some light beer, or, like, vodka sodas or whatever, maybe an Adderall at once in a blue moon, but hard, fast no on weed. That's fu- He did Kratom, and, like, he didn't like it. Oh, well, there's a lot of people that did that. It, that yeah. That's like dynamite. You're either going to throw up or have the best time of your life on that stuff. Sure, sure. It's weird when people take that hard stance against weed, but they'll take Adderall. Like, that is, like, not... That that's doesn't goofy. compute with yeah. And then also take a hard stance against Coke. But, I mean, this day and age, I guess, yeah. Yeah, at, even if you're taking Adderall, just... You can take Coke. Like... Really? Like a a hard stance against Coke? I guess if you're... I used to say this when I was really addicted to painkillers. I didn't smoke weed or anything. It was one of my very early jokes in uh, my stand-up that, like, people always say weed comes from the earth. But, like, a bunch of poisonous shit comes from the earth. The doctor... Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what I've always thought. It's like, if they outlaw marijuana, like, why aren't they outlawing, like, nightshade? And, like, (laughs) poisonous plants that can literally fucking kill people. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather them outlaw the... Like, I don't think you should outlaw a plant, but if you're going to, like, the poisonous ones, for sure. (laughs) Those berries the kids eat and die all the time. Ash trees. They got the bugs or whatever the hell they got. Yeah, outlaw trees, man. But I would say, like, I mean, this stuff was mixed up by a scientist, you know, perfect, perfect uh, proportions. And I'm sure, I mean, that was Elvis's thing, right? Elvis was like, I don't do drugs. I get prescribed them all the time by a doctor. And yeah, all the grades go that route. <laughs> Smart. But he like joined the DEA. Elvis did. He was like, I'm in, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in the DEA. I'm going to carry a, I talked, I, I don't know whose impression I'm doing, but he <laughs> yeah. Laziest so, Elvis. He carried he carried a badge. He used to pull people over sometimes. Yeah. Like fuck, man. Yeah, Which, sure, man so. I don't neck karate on him. <laughs> yeah. I don't like. I don't like that he wanted to be a cop so bad. But again, it's the same thing with Willie Nelson. That whole like ego of like, oh, I gotta pull people over and uh, bust them. Because uh, I'm Elvis, I, I get to, I can just do that. Imagine being busted by Elvis, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. citizens arrested by Elvis <laughs> is a great fucking short story. Somebody should write. <laughs> well, did, but didn't Steven Seagal? Then he wasn't he a cop on TV? Yeah. Yeah, he ran over some fucking cat. He, like, he made a... a, a I, I'll get boo-boo. that story up before uh, you take the next call and I'll get to Steven Seagal. Because I think he, like... I think they were trying to... He was with Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Right. Oh. And they were just like, let's make a fucking sweet-ass TV show. <laughs> and I think they ran over somebody's cat or somebody ended up oh, dying. I'm, wow. I'm checking it out. All right, let's see who's on the line here. Thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Hi, uh, first time, long time. This is Colton from Fort Worth. How y'all doing tonight? How are you doing tonight, Colton? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm glad y'all took my call tonight. Uh, I heard y'all talking about a couple weeks ago, y'all saving somebody's house. And uh, I guess I've got another pet project for uh, the Street Fight gang to... uh, look into if, right. if you're feeling up to it well let me let me say uh, this let me let me say something real quick about saving the house brett and i pretty much we donated some money and then i posted it on twitter when they got really close i i want to give credit where it belongs and this was the 
the admins and the people in the Street Fighters group. This really wasn't Brett and I, but I'm sure they'd be willing to take it on, though. But, you know, I, I just I don't want to take credit for what they did. That I think what they did was incredible. Okay. Uh, well, credit where credit's due, then. Uh, admins on the Facebook page, I'm calling you to action. Um, I guess it's kind of a work story. Uh, one of my coworkers that I work very closely with, uh, fainted uh, one day and fell and actually broke two bones in his face before work. Shit. Um, wound up missing work. Uh, his baby mama came to get him. She left her job to uh, to go pick him up and take him to the hospital. And they fired her. So she she's out of work now. And they just got the bill back. They didn't do anything to actually help him. Uh, they just ran a bunch of scans and gave him some Tylenol 3, and uh, now he's got a $24,000 medical bill. Um, Tylenol 3 for so breaking two bones in your face. Like he, like he had a yeah. toothache. Like he had a small toothache. And they won't they gave give him, you shit anymore. No, you're not getting anything that works anymore. That's for sure. No. no. Uh, I think when he was in there, they were giving him uh, Hydro's and the nurse actually tried to get the doctor to prescribe him hydros, and the doctor was like, "No, no, 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 on all three. Which you know, you know, good on him for trying to fight the opioid epidemic, but that's not I mean, how on. we fight the opioid epidemic. <laughs> let let us do other the the Tylenol three. I mean, like, under-prescribing pain medication I don't think is the best way to fight it. That doctor's... But you know what? You can't really blame the doctor because he's the one that's going to get... Like, the thing yeah, is... Yeah, there's, like, so much malpractice shit on the table now. Yeah. And and the DEA starts looking into these guys no matter what. Like, if they're prescribing it, the DEA will look into it. It's really... These, these extra police, the DEA, the ATF, the ICE... Slice them all off. They're the worst of the police. I think once we slice them off, we can then get rid of the FBI, and then we're in a good spot with the with, with maybe the police. And you know, I take all their guns and tanks oh. and shit away. Well, maybe this maybe this is a little too anarchist of a position for y'all, but I th- I don't think we should have any police. I'm gonna uh, agree with you. You know, that might be too radical for y'all. Yeah, I don't like them. Uh, I agree. Well, they, I'm with you uh, on that. Have... I'm saying. I'm saying. In practicality, I want to get rid of the DEA, the FBI, the CIA. Start with the, them. Yeah, we'll start with them because I hate them the most. No, they are pretty bad though. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my friend has just been saddled with uh, twenty four thousand dollars worth of medical bills, and uh, um, he makes like ten bucks an hour, and they don't provide us insurance. So he's in a pretty bad way. So fuck. Don't I mean, you, if y'all, what what kind of work is it? Can I ask? Um, well, it's just warehousing. And they don't give you insurance. I think it, warehousing a warehouse is the place that you should get insurance, right? Yeah, but that's no, we the don't way get I think. It. Yeah, that sucks. We we get kind of screwed. Um, we, we don't actually get hired by the company. We get hired by a temp agency. And then the company uh, sits on it for a year and then decides whether or not the company wants to hire us on as a technical full-timer, even though we're working 40-plus hours a week. So we don't get health insurance because we're part-time, we're temp, and uh, we work 
you know, 40, 45 hours a week. So we're getting a full, full week's work in and, uh, we get no benefits. And, um, yeah, on top of that, you know, we're falling over and, and breaking our face bones. Well, uh, it's, it's rough in there. Well, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do right now. Uh, the GoFundMe is GoFundMe.com slash help dash Hanny or, oh my God, help dash Danny <laughs> dash pay dash his dash bill. So dashes between help Danny pay his bill. Uh, I'm going to get this posted. We'll get this posted on all of the uh, social media accounts. I'll, I'll get it posted from my Twitter. See if we can't help something like help this happen for you, Colton. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we went through a period where, you know, when I heard about it, I, I, I was ready to jump on it and uh, get something set up as quick as possible. But, you know, he didn't know how much the bill was going to be. And then they thought he was going to have surgery and he went about having surgery. So we're like, oh, okay, your bill shouldn't be that bad. You know, we can just pitch in a few bucks here and there. We don't have to make a big deal. And then we got the bill this weekend, and it was brutal. Yeah. So we well, tried to set this up as quick as possible. and Have them call and see if they'll drop it, too. That's another thing you can do. A lot of hospitals will eat the cost on these things. But, you know, we're going to post this thing. But I, I, my advice to a lot of people who are making $10 an hour or working part-time is if you call the hospital and say, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill, the hospital will oftentimes eat the cost. I had it happen a bunch. When I was 19, I was making like almost no fucking money. And I went to, uh, I went to the hospital like 10 times for panic attacks thinking I was having a heart attack. I was just always going to the goddamn hospital like a maniac. And, uh, one time I, I started getting the collection calls. So I finally called them and they were like, Oh, you will eat this. We'll eat this. You can. We, you can't afford to pay this. And I was like, nice. I mean, I'm not saying take advantage. Don't go to the hospital just to hang out or something like that. They probably would catch on to that. But it is a one-time bill. No, I mean, to hell with it. To hell with it. You know, if we can definitely get that bill dropped, we're we're trying to do everything we can to. But you know, on top of that, uh, if we make twenty four thousand dollars, you know, if we meet our goal, actually, I think the Patreon or the not the Patreon the. Uh, the GoFundMe is set at $25,000 because they take a huge percentage of all donations, and that's kind of fucked up. But, uh, tell me about um, it. I know a little bit about somebody taking a huge percentage of your money. Yeah. but A I website mean, specifically taking a big percentage of your money. Hmm, yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, even if even if we, like, even if he just finds a way to not pay the bill, you know, I think I still think we can kick in some money because, you know, he's poor as hell and he's got he's got a toddler and you know, and yeah, you know, times is hard. So oh, we're with I'd you. like to be able to I'd like to be able to like help him pay this bill off so he doesn't have to, you know, eat it or like take a hit on his credit or anything, but you know, anything will help. So thanks for letting me shout this out, guys. No problem. Give us uh, get any time. I'd uh, love to hear from you again. All right. I'm going to go eat some Whataburger. Oh, getting your face smashed at work. I, I bashed my thumb. Like, I can't believe the work doesn't have to pay for this. 
either. It ha- if it happened at work, they should have to actually pay that, for that it. That year temp agency thing is bullshit. I've heard like month, maybe three months, but a fucking year to wait to know if you're a full time employee. That's garbage and a half. That happens a lot, though. I mean, I've known a lot of people that have worked as a temp for a really long time. Like it's, I mean, you know, we live in the world now where everybody's an independent contractor or a temp. It's just fucking. That's, true, that's yeah. the way things are. Yeah, it, that is an extremely long period of time, but. The warehouse I worked at during peak seasons like Christmas and summer, they would bring a bunch of people on and then it would always be temp work, usually only for a few months, though, three months, and then they would decide if they wanted to keep them or not. And boy, they did not want to keep anybody because that meant... (laughs) Yeah. Seasonal work's a little different, a little less fucked up, but... Sure. Because, I mean, you kind of expect it, you know? Right. Uh, But, yeah, it's still fucked up. Yeah, a fucking year is a tap. Well, it's just like, I mean, I just have to be really careful, like no skateboarding, like don't get hurt, right? No breakdancing and then no. telling the doctor that you were breakdancing instead of getting carpal tunnel. Right. Don't do that, Brett. Brett did that. He had he got hurt at work, and then he went to the doctor and said, I think I got it breakdancing. And it's like, no, you tell him it happened at work. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. I, I, I said to the doctor, I was trying to, I was practicing some break dancing, and I noticed that this wrist is kind of broken, and I think it's because I'm throwing boxes at work. And he's like, "Yeah, well, you said you did it with break dancing, though, so I can't really put it in as a work related injury." You need well, a, you need a working doctor. You need like a carny doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I need a better doctor. I fucked myself up on. I the still have it. Fucking, they're gonna bring up pro wrestling, so doomed right there or if i ever fuck myself up in pro wrestling i just gotta limp into work and then ah right 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 yeah just accidentally get hurt at work i mean if you're able to do it you guys are you know wrestlers are pretty tough decent with pain you probably could like break a finger and then go to work and be like oh you Uh, dropped a can on my finger (laughs) son of a gun no slip mats on these floors (laughs) yeah yeah taking bumps is so like that's the i'm afraid to like well, I mean, somebody reminded me recently that we used to, like, roll down our steps in our house. We would just, like, practice falling down the steps like it was funny. Or, like, yeah. slide down them, like, in, like, a sleeping bag. Oh, and, like, yeah. you don't, like, when you're that age, you don't think twice about it. But now, imagining sliding down some fucking steps in a sleeping bag, you're like, no goddamn thing. No, I try, I've tried it. I've tried sliding down the stairs with my daughter, and I'm like, oop, nope, nope, nope. That's your thing, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get, hit, I get hit in the back in a weird way, and it's fucking over for me. Yeah. I mean, everything just hurts a little bit more. Like, yeah. And you feel like... I always, I don't know how you guys do it, because I always feel like when I fall, there is a big chance that I'm going to snap a bone every time. Like, my wrist. Because I broke my wrist a few I times. I don't fuck my wrist up anymore when falling down, but so it is nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're trained to fall down properly. Yeah, so. That's true. Like, that's what it there is. Are sometimes I, like, fell up, like, a three flight of stairs, like, uh, when I was drinking at this bar, and I, like, fucking, like, was about to fall, and I just took a nice little, like, corner roll, and, uh, yeah. right up to one knee, didn't Came even spill my it. beer. Nice. God, I can't, like, I, I've broken my wrist, like, three times catching myself. 
in my life. Like, when I fall down, I catch myself with my wrist. And my wrist is fucked now. Like, yeah. really arthritic, which I feel like a nerd for having arthritis. Oh, no, but like, right. well, I know. <laughs> I know. But it's like when you're young, like, all your jokes center around, like, oh, what, I got arthritis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I do have arthritis. So it's like, but uh, I broke it getting robbed. Like, I jumped down a flight of steps and went to catch myself. And it broke. And I was like, what the fuck, man? What are these wrists for if they're not for catching yourself? And then yeah. the other time I broke it, I was trying to impress a girl. My daughter makes fun of this a lot. I was like 17, and there was this girl that was over at the house next door that was, you know, she was pretty. Everybody was trying to get with her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to fucking watch this. And I took off running, and there was a chain link fence that was probably up to my hip. And I was going to jump up and do like a stand on top of the fence like a like a quick stutter pose on top of the fence and then come down and like land cool like that was my like that ricochet landing where yeah. you like land and put your you know like a superhero oh, yeah, yeah. like i had it all played out in my head God but damn. instead of standing on top of the fence my foot went under the bar at the top of the yep. fence and i just tumbled forward and tried to catch myself with my wrist and then had to walk <laughs> home with my hand over my head like i think it's fucked up i think it's fucked no. up <laughs> like i faint when i get hurt it's the weirdest thing in the world but every time i get like genuinely hurt I faint and I like I have a high threshold for pain I complain but I still have like a pretty high threshold for pain but I still faint every time I just get like oh oh only time I ever faint is if like I'm getting like blood work done and like someone's like taking blood for me I cannot fucking look at it really at all me neither me neither I can like be like bleeding from the head or like anything and I'm like happy as a pig and shit like (laughs) if I like fall down and like bump my head or hit my head on a cabinet you know, I'm mad as hell if I can hit the cabinet. But then if I, like, reach back and touch my head and it's, like, just, like, oozing blood, I'm like, no, this is totally fine now. I'm just going to wipe this all over my face and this is me at work. But uh, yeah. I work with food. It's great. But, um... <laughs> Bloody guy. I, it's the needle going into you. Oh, it's yeah, the I can't weird thing. It, deal with it. It's just weird that I think somebody... I'm a microhemophobic. Like, I'm afraid of blood on, like, the mic- microscopic level. If I start thinking about, like, white blood cells, like, right now my wrist is starting to hurt. Like, just, like, thinking about it, like on a cellular level, like how it, like it just, I shut down. I think I'm with what? you. I've said this a million times. I, I'm with you, Alex. I've said this. I can never I, pass a fucking science class to save my life. Cause sooner or later, they're going to talk about how goddamn blood works and then it's over. I get nervous. Do you think I, about this often? It, it, it's all down. It's in there. My fucking right wrist is on fire right now. I'm the same way. I, I don't like to think about what's going on in my body. Like, I don't want to know about blood. I, when I see my vein in my wrist, it freaks me out a little bit. Like, I hate seeing veins. I hate thinking about veins. I think they're they're really fucking scary to think about. I can deal with about. veins, and I can deal with the stuff inside of the veins, but it's thinking about how that shit works. Like, oh, God, yeah. my thumb right now. Oh, I'm wow. with you. I'm, I'm. I have the same microhemophobia. Okay. Everything in my body, like somebody will be like, "Oh, that's bad for your liver," and I'm like, "I don't want to think about my liver. I don't know what my liver is, and I'm sure <laughs> it's doing something really gross in there that I'm not interested in yeah, right now." Squeezing some ooze around. Yeah. <laughs> I just think the insides of people and animals are disgusting. Like, well, not to eat though. Well, the, I, you eat the outside, Brett. You don't eat the inside. Uh. What? <laughs> you don't eat the inside of an animal. You eat the outside of the animal. I mean, people eat like livers and shit. Not me. Uh, I'm not saying a, he's saying I'm okay. The muscles in the inside. I don't eat the muscles. Yeah, you do. What do you? What like do you hot eat? Dogs and shit, right? 
Well, I guess yeah. are that, hot dogs are the ethical meat because hamburgers. they're using all of the stuff that they would normally have thrown away in the hot dogs. So yes, yeah. I do eat the insides, but hot dogs don't look like meat. You know, they're just like hot dogs look like hot dogs to me. I actually watched Trailer Park Boys the other night and like um, he's sleeping in a car. Ricky is sleeping in the car and Julian brings him out some stuff to be nice to him. He, he brings him out like a bottle of vodka and then he brought him. I, this gave me the worst flashback. He brought him a half a pack of hot dogs and just handed him to him cold, and he started eating them. And I used to do that. I when used to I, that was a little kid all the time. <laughs> Me too. And it just—I was like, "That's the grossest thing I've ever." I seen. I could never imagine myself doing it now. <laughs> Put it on a paper plate with some uh, slices of uh, American cheese. Ugh, I can't imagine eating. I—I I don't know how in my life I ever unwrapped American cheese and just ate it right off. Oh, the it's face. really bad. Like it's very weird. Oh. Got to heat it up on some beef, or and even then, you just want some cheddar instead. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese is weird, man. Cheese is the gross stuff, really. When you when you really give it a little bit of thought, like yeah, my my niece quit up. eating cheese because she's weirded out by it, and so, I'm like, I, I, that's pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could get weirded out by it. Actually, <laughs> she still eats meat, like so she'll get a pepperoni pizza with no cheese. But what? <laughs> no, go what? No, because <laughs> like yeah, I don't eat cheese, like but. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just pepperoni is the same color as the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that would fuck with me. Well, she gets black olives too. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Olives is the way to go. Fun fact about black olives: they're just like corn, but you don't notice because they're black. Oh, they show up in your dookie. Oh yeah. I did not know. Hit that. some black olives, good and hard. Next time you're in a subway or something. <laughs> I'm not looking at. I don't look at my dooku. Really? Like, just check it out. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I flush before I stand up because really? I can't see. I it. only do that in crowded bathrooms where yeah. I give a shit about people. Yeah, no. I flush before I stand up. I don't want to see it. It makes me nervous. You know the thing you're worried about? I don't. I told you. Well, like if it's really dark, that means there's potentially blood in your stool. Yeah, That's you got to know what's going stool, on. Yeah. Man. I just I'll check it. Just a quick look, man. If my stomach hurts, I'll look. But yeah. if my stomach's not, if my stomach feels fine, I'm just like I ain't looking at that. That came out of in there where all the pipes and veins and shit are. Pipes and veins. I don't want to know sure. anything about what's going on. But the shit is that. the stuff that the pipes and veins wanted no part of. So that should be an ally to you. I don't like it, but I it comes out of you. It's a thing that comes out of you, and I don't like it. All right, let's get our next caller. All right, Dooku. I called it Dooku. <laughs> Count Dooku. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Do we get a skeleton? A skelly. Do we got a Terry on here? Or we got a ghost? We got you. We can hear you. Okay. What? You still sound kind of ghostly. Ghastly. Is can the you hear word. me now? Oh, we got you. Yeah, we can hear you for sure now. Wow. Okay, so I've got a couple of things to talk about. Um, first off, I've heard you guys talk about TV writing a couple of times. About what? It's been a couple of episodes ago. What did we talk about? Like, right uh, we, we missed it one more time. What what, what was it? Um, writing to prisoners. Oh, like, um, yeah. Support. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just want to talk about how that has changed my life. Um, oh, cool. My boyfriend and I write prisoners across the country. Um, we've got a couple of prisoners who are um, like in LA, life without parole. Um, in California, in Colorado, um, 
and I just wanted like, more people to go to Denver than the cross or to their camp house and find someone to connect with. Like, doesn't matter how or, like, if it's romantic or, like, if you write to them and then don't write to them, but, like, try to do that. I think it's the most amazing experience and they're just thinking you get so much out of it and they get so much out of it. And it's this really cool experience. Uh, so do you, what, what do you write to them? I mean, is that like an evasion of privacy or what sort of stuff do you write to them about? I wouldn't and, know what to write to them about. And also I just want to request, could, oh. could you speak a little bit slower? So that way, cause the, the, whatever <laughs> internet thing you're calling in on, it's like slurring it a lot of it together. Okay, yeah, I'll talk slower. I was just really excited. No, but, it's fine. Yes, I can talk slower. Um, so what? Yeah, yeah what, what has your uh, personal experience with it been? Um, well, my boyfriend Ryan started writing to um, one of his buddies, who he knew from like this really crazy experience twenty years ago, and then sort of from there we started reaching out to more people. Um, but we write about, like, just how, like, our work stuff, and they just want to hear, they just want to see pictures of, like, the landscape, too. Like, if you can just send in a couple of pictures to people, it makes their day. Okay. Um, something that's really, yeah, yeah, oh, actually, um, Sean Swain, who's an anarchist prisoner in Ohio, um, drew a picture for you. Yeah, he did. Um, so you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, he um, he's one of the people that we write to, but he's a, he actually just caught out of solitary. Maybe he. Yeah, he just he's in solitary again, actually, for sticking up for people with mental disabilities and, and some other stuff. Um, but yeah, he ran for governor. Um, He's one of our, our pen pals, our buddies. Um, but, yeah, no, just write to them about, like, your normal life. They really just want any outlet into, like, public society um, and just to know that they can talk to somebody about what's going on on the inside. That's neat. Um, and, so that's some... And, uh, Go ahead. Are you doing this with pen and paper, or can you do it online now? Uh, you can use JPay, which is a digital app on most smartphones. Um, it's pretty inexpensive to use. Um, it is monitored more, um, but you can take pictures and send them in um, just from your phone, which is really awesome. Like, we've sent a couple of videos to our friends inside, um, and that just is, like, a whole new experience for them. Um, but, you know, pen and paper just... Some places like um, Illinois or in Indiana, Indiana, you can only use um, black or blue ink. They don't allow printed material or like so different. Different. It's, um, it's different state by state. Okay, and so and and how did you um, find your group? How did you find the groups to get into it? Uh, Denver. So there's, um, I think it's Denver Anarchist Black Cross. Black Cross, is that right? Yeah, yeah that's um, okay. they have a really excellent, they have an excellent website for political prisoners. Um, and then we we met a couple of our friends 
through writeaprisoner.com. Um, and there's some people who are looking for a romantic relationship on there, um, but then there's some people who are, like, very honest about just wanting a, a friend. And if it turns into something more, then that's fine, but they... Like, most people just want someone to talk to because it's so isolating there. Yeah, that makes sense. To And like you said, even have a little peek into what's going on with the world and give you something to think about. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And, and you get a peek into their world. And it's just, like, I have learned so much from just how isolating it is there. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, thank you for the information. I really appreciate that. Uh, that was a great call, and I'm glad you you waited on the line to get get that in there. All right, and then I got I think two more boxes to stand on. Um, one is about how we should all be tipping out dishwashers equal to servers. Um, I think that dishwashers are providing a service that is equally beneficial to the servers, and their job is just as um, important as the server's tips, and I don't see why anyone in the restaurant industry can validate the servers getting a higher percentage of tips than the dishwasher. It makes no sense. Yeah, me. I'm with you. Um, I mean, so it's I a whole system. Off. That's how the restaurant makes money is because people wash the dishes when everybody's done eating. Yeah, and they do the like, and every restaurant I've worked on in, I'm like, you guys have the hardest job. And here's an extra, like, 10, 15 bucks from whatever I'm making. Um, and I try to encourage the other servers to do the same thing. And they're, like, they get really defensive about it, which is really interesting to me. So for yeah. all you listeners out there, think about the dishwasher. It's another like, one of your those. your job. It's another one of those things that people don't want to hand off some power. It's not power necessarily, but it's, like, the, the servers get the tips. They deal directly with the customer and stuff, and they feel like they should get a bigger cut. They and make, then, what, four bucks an hour already? So, like, they're getting fucked, too. So Yeah, everybody is getting fucked in, in the situation, but I, I get it. I mean, I think some places do tip out the dishwashers and stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the norm. That's definitely it's not the norm. It's the whole body for this, like, weird percentage, isn't it? That's at least the places I've worked in, like... The, um, t- like, I'm working at this pizza place right now, and the, the takeout person gets tipped out, like, some weird percentage, and yeah. the busser gets tipped out this weird percentage, but, like, I just, I just don't see why it's, like, split even throughout the house on that shift or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you were to chase them, chase it down, I mean, there's no definitive answer that anybody could give you besides, like... Uh well anybody can wash dishes so that means it's not worth anything you that's know always that's everybody's argument Anyone? though well I, yeah I mean I, yeah, th- I so. you know what I mean I feel like that's the that's like anybody can flip ver- burgers anybody can make food that's why it doesn't deserve any money that's I but that's but their job is just as essential as everyone else oh, and absolutely that's my... and stressful as fuck exactly yeah, yeah I, all right so washing dishes is. I mean, because people always think that washing dishes just means standing in a dish tank the whole time either. But you do everything. You do everything else that's not cooking or serving. And being around stinky, terrible fucking kitchen staff. I've (laughs) never worked in a good kitchen. It's always like the most like racist bunch of assholes on earth. (laughs) I, uh, I haven't worked in a kitchen 
in a long time but the last time i did i was a dishwasher but i was also like cutting vegetables i was taking out the trash i if they needed supplies if they needed uh if they needed salad dressing from the basement, I had to run down to the basement and bring the salad dressing up. I worked at the golf course. I was the person that was Brian, the guy that you listen to every week was the person who was in charge of tapping a keg, which I don't even drink. I don't know anything about tapping <laughs> a keg. I don't like beer at all. You know, I had to. It's just the dishwasher <coughs> is such a reductive job title to me anyway, because of the amount that a lot of them end up having to do. And a lot of times their pay isn't even on track with the rest of the kitchen staff for all the shit that they are actually That's doing. true. And the rest of the kitchen staff just shits on them the whole time. That was my experience, at least. But boy, when if you're the person that gets to shit on them, it's great. That does. that. Off, I mean, you know. <laughs> That's why everybody keeps doing it. I mean, sometimes you, you get have the somebody, scapegoat at work, but, you know. <laughs> you have somebody to shit on. That's why the, it continues. At least you, Brett, used to, uh, like... Brett used to, like, volunteer, but everybody likes him so much, which is the problem, but he used to volunteer to take heat all the time. Like, if I'm the worst worker, then all you, I, I can drag the quality of the work, the average of the quality of the work down <laughs> to a low enough level to make your job easier, and you should be thanking me for that. <laughs> but, like, if, you know, people end up liking him and then just keeping him around and being like, oh, let's, uh, let's give Brett another job where he can just basically watch TV all day. <laughs> I love that. I love that place you worked at where he just didn't do any work ever. And then, like, they kept, like, bumping him up. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. I was confidently not working. He was very kind. He's fucking. Didn't you sleep in the break room at one point on a couch? No, that was in my. That was only in my restaurant job that I slept on the job like that. <laughs> Sleeping at a restaurant job is the hardest thing, I would think. Well, there was just a big storage room. We had a really large storage room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sleeping on the job, man. You want to take a break? Do we lose our collar? Do we lose the collar? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. okay. One, more, one, one more anecdotal thing. I'm going to take a quick second. All so, right, go ahead. Living at the apartment complex, and outside there's a car that's got Three Blue Lives Matter stickers on it. Wait, hold on. Oh, there's a car outside of the apartment complex. Yes, start over, yeah. There's a car outside of a car okay, of her so apartment complex that has three Blue Lives Matter stickers on it. Got it. <laughs> and one of them is a Punisher Blue Lives Matter sticker. So wow. We've had, a co like, my boyfriend, he has put in some, like, very kindly worded messages about how um, his stickers uh, are spreading hate and um, how he needs to take them off. Did you try and telling the person that verbal... all lives matter? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, not quite. Has anybody so, ever done that? About... Do a blue lives matter? <laughs> Has no, any... no, I think my favorite argument so far is that nobody says that cop lives don't matter, but there's a clear pattern that black lives don't matter. Like, there's a statistical difference in the media and in real life about how black lives have been targeted. And, you yeah, know, for sure. No one's held accountable for, like, all of these, like, police-caused shootings. Um, and so the other day, my boyfriend has this, like, 
pretty casual verbal exchange with the person with the stickers about how the person with the stickers should take their stickers off their car, and the person with the stickers gets very offended and rolls up his window and starts calling the police on my boyfriend. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. Wow, these colors are running. Wow. You don't want to be uh, the guy that gets the police called on him for asking him to take a Blue Lives Matter sticker off of a car because yeah. those cops are not going to be cool. You guys, the police call his personal number and confront him about the argument. Wait, the police called your boyfriend? Personal number. Yeah, they called us. So they call your cell phone and they're like, why are you arguing with that guy about uh, blue? What did he, how did he handle that? And to me, that's a situation that can go both ways. Like, one way is you get all belligerent and start screaming at the cops because they're on your phone. And the other way is just like, I got to get these motherfuckers off the phone. Yep. <laughs> okay, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, yeah, it was kind of a curious thing. Sorry, let me just jump on real quick. I, I know she's been on the line forever, so you guys kind of a college. But, yeah, it was really weird. I was driving to work, working two jobs, you know, corporations and stuff, just trying to get by, and sure enough, restricted call. I'm like, what? Huh? And then, sure enough, I didn't answer. I was like, got to be a debt collector. But then calls again. I was like, man, they don't really need to pay this bill. So I pick it up, and sure enough, and sure enough, Hello, is this Ryan? I'm like, uh, yeah, who's this? He goes, this is whoever Sergeant something from the Monterey Police Department. And I'm like, really interesting because, you know, I like, didn't ask you to call me. And because of the exchange over that sticker, he's like, you don't think, you know, Blue Lives Matter or something. I was like, are you serious? Oh, no. I was just talking to the guy because he had a Punisher sticker around there, and I was like, kind of thinking that was problematic. I never even, like, said any cussing to the guy or anything. And whenever he said, let's talk about it, I was going to pull over my car because I was next to him when I was driving in. And um, then that's whenever he's, like, called the cops immediately. It was, like, a really – I couldn't believe it even happened. But I felt like – I thought Punisher was, like, some kind of vigilante-like kind of guy or something in the comic book. When I saw that with the Blue Lives Matter thing, I was like, hmm, that's, that's a little too problematic. I, I don't know. I don't want to talk to that about this one. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. What, 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 do you, what do you guys suggest when there's something like that in your community? Should you say something? Because then, you know, of course, then I have to talk to the police officer. I was like, hey, this is really gross. You're calling me, you know. It's I'm more so about, uncomfortable. I'm more with uh, defiling the car quietly. Yeah, we're more vandals on this <laughs> show. We're afraid yeah. to have the conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would love that. It's easier to be oh, a, gosh. it's easier to be a vandal than it is to have an actual conversation, conversation. with you. Oh my! Absolutely. You, you see that in hindsight? But no, there's for real though. You're not. It was going to get escalated quick, so immediately when we tried to call the cops, I walked away. You know what I mean? And I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" I guess. Did I don't he... know. I just really thought maybe I should try to have the conversation. I feel like a lot of times, you know, like I think I heard you say in a podcast recently, like you know, Twitter is just kind of a, um, you know, bonus points. And I was like, you know, if I see something like this, maybe I should ask them about it. Like, what's this all about? Because to me, it was like promoting, like, the militarization of the police and, like, celebrating whatever that means or something whenever people were talking about Black Lives Matter. And I went home and looked it up, and, yeah, it was like 33% chance more or something on uh, 
wow. a black person, you know, getting, you know, possibly shot and so forth. And I, I don't know. It was just, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I got to anyway. say, I mean, it did seem, it does seem like you think you already know what the guy's reasons are for putting it on there. And so you went in like, confrontational if you want to find out what he thinks about it you probably should just ask more probing questions instead of telling him that you think it should be removed and all of that i mean it's not going to get a good response although i really would have expected you to get screamed at uh i really can't believe they they i mean it's like he had to tell he told on you i found one i found an antifa that doesn't like the police (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was trying it's running wild on some facebook group right now and it'll be like a fucking completely incorrect meme like two months from now (laughs) it's true there probably is going to be one of those really long posts 99 percent of people won't share this but this guy came up to me and threatened me and said i needed to take my punisher blue lives matter sticker off of my car some sicko lib is pissed off at me and he threatened me in my car with a he probably had a knife in his house and oh i'm my nervous God, you're right i'm <laughs> i just for That's me it's like me now god what I have, have i done i have really found in my life that <laughs> if you are going to go into a conversation to talk to somebody about if you're going into a conversation to maybe change somebody's mind you have to start out yeah. almost neutral like you like like oh, when, yeah, when I talk right. to my father-in-law, I come to him as a person who he knows I'm a left. He knows I'm a left of center guy. He knows we disagree on a lot of stuff, and he says that we disagree on a lot of things. So generally, like Brett said, you start asking like questions. Like, well, do you really think it's easier being? Do you really think that it's easier being a black man than it is to be a white man in America? I like highly doubt you think that. You know what I mean? And then you start, mm-hmm. you start going, you start. You know, that's when you can fit. That's when facts do matter. That's when you can start saying like, well, statistically, you know, this is what happened. And and that's actually is a real fact. That's not like something that's just something that I feel. That's something that I've seen. And and a lot of times, like, you can really get them to change their mind. Like I said, you're not going to turn this guy into a a black block anarchist or anything. But I think. I think uh, I'm probably this guy. You're done. He probably thinks you're crazy, a crazy lib. Yeah. But uh, in in the future, you really might should just go go for it with uh, might just go for it with like asking him questions about the way he actually feels about the world because that that yeah. is a symbol of a piece of his personality, and that is not who yeah. he is as a person. Probably, it's just a little. It's sure. something he probably didn't even think about. He's like, oh well, everybody loves the cops. You know, we need to let everybody know that yeah. the cops are actually good. I'm on their side. I'm and on the side of like, order. call them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I call them up whenever I need them. They're great service. I call them up when I get underwater in an argument. It's just <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Help, he's sure. owning me in an argument. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting okay. hey, as well, hell. Thanks for the advice, guys. I've been wasting all your time for too long. But, hey, thanks a lot. That really good advice because that's actually kind of what he's doing over in my head happened i was like you know i should have just read a couple more of the books like you know um i mean kudos for having the balls to go have the conversation at all yeah with alex i mean having having the conversation is like i think we're all sitting in here like this guy's a troop like he actually i just drop a bomb in some facebook comments every once in a while and i'm like (laughs) oh that that hurt yeah i'm the same way dude if i start yelling at somebody on facebook and i start (laughs) insulting them 
a little later on, I'm like, why did I make that? I'm like, why did I try to make yeah. that person feel bad? Yeah. Like, that's, that's not who I am as a person. Right. And that's not what I would do if I was in front of them, you know? Yeah, I'm cut off. I guess the best way to forgive myself was to admit it on, uh, you know, the coolest podcast in the world. So, hey, anyways, you guys are awesome, and uh, have a beautiful night. Thank, Thank you. you. Too. We're going to take our break right, now. It might, it's going to be a three-song break, definitely, because we have guests in the studio, but they're three good songs. We wanted to play Natural Born Killers, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's not, not on, on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> I had to find it on SoundCloud. It's fucking wow. crazy. Yeah, it, it's easier. And it's to... the video version on SoundCloud, too, so it's got like the whole intro. That's so depressing, man. Dr. Dre. And Snoop dance. are both on there. Uh, Ice, or Cube. Ice Cube, shit. Dr. Dre, get your get your tunes out there. Brett, can you give me like one more minute here? Is he on title? I mean, what the hell? You got something that you can like talk about for like a minute while I do something? Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the type of uh, brain tonics that we use to sound so great on the radio, consider heading over to store.streetfightradio.com. We've got CBD and Kratom available uh, at reasonable prices for friends and family. I even found out we're going to get a CBD dog oil and cat oil soon for their food. So, um, if you need I'm calling the, the cops, <laughs> if you need the hookup on the, that stuff, uh, come to us. Cause we got it store.streetfireradio.com. We also have the, uh, physical copies of the zines are all available on there. All the back issues. If you want to go buy them, if they're still available, that's where you'll find them. Uh, where can we see y'all? When, when's your next uh, live wrestling event? Here. Uh, we got Absolution coming up. Is that uh, July? I believe it's July 27th. Oh, that's... Yeah, July 27th. Let me check if date. that's a Saturday. Uh, we're in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on July 20th. July 20th, yep. That's Hanging uh, out. It's like wrestling by, uh, bands. LVAC was at the Lehigh Valley uh, uh, something clothing. Um, they do a lot of uh, silk uh, screening. Um and shit, but they're they're doing a, a concert and wrestling kind of deal, so it's just kind of a. They booked a, us, so they're yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're gonna be out there uh, having a good time. And awesome, they're great. They're really great wrestlers. And also, you... August twenty fifth at Now That's Class AIW will be running Wrestle Rager three Deathmatch Jamboree. Now That's Class War. It's gonna be a whole damn thing. So <laughs> now that's so come to Cleveland for death matches. That's exciting for me, actually. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Sorry about Smoke that. Smoke them if you got them. Well, that label man said, son, I can't sing a little bit more clear. Said your voice might be too genuine. song's a little too sincere. Can you sing a little more about outlaws and the way things used to be? Don't you just worry about writing them songs. Leave everything else to me. Daddy was a highwayman, but he never wrote any old country song. That bar never stayed out, raising hell till the break of dawn. But the rest of the time, coal miner's daughter, and I'm proud to be her son. She told me, boy, I don't care if you hit it big, cause you're already number one. That's the way it goes. This dead name.
wife and the dog would have swapped my truck out for a van. I'm gonna hit the road, finally into that long white line in the promised land. You won't hear my song on the radio, new sounds on the rage. You can always find me in smoking all that sound in a dim lit stage. That's the way it goes. This dead name said you ain't got to read between the lines, and you just got to turn the page. Well, I'm Southlaw, pain and I ever done to give a good woman a ring. That's the way it goes. Life ain't fair, and the world is me. That's the way it goes. Life ain't fair, and the world is me.
Heaven family After serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served Had shattered all his nerves And left a little shrapnel in his knee But the morphine eased the pain grass grew around his brain and gave him all the confidence he lacked with a purple heart and a monkey on his back there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing songs never last too long on broken radios Sam Stone's welcome home didn't last too long he went to work when he'd spent his last dime and Sammy took to stealing when he got that Without overtime And the gold rolled through his veins Like a thousand railroad trains Neased his mind in the hours that he chose While the kids ran around wearing other people's clothes There's a hole in daddy's arm Never last too long on broken radios. Mm-hmm. 
Street Fighters. Welcome back to the show. It's Sunday night. It's a street fight. We do it every single week. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We start taking your calls. I mean, we talk a lot before we take your calls, but we do take your calls. You can give us a call, 614-412-5252. Not, don't call tonight. We have enough to round out the rest of the show. But yeah, we, uh, got, we got the weird world in here, so we're, for sure. we're, we're having fun. It's yeah. hard to take the calls if you're having We're hanging all this out. fun, right? It's a party. <laughs> it is a party. 180 minute man. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh hear us worldwide on wcrsfm.org. Uh you can also find us on 92.7 or 98.3 here in Columbus, Ohio. We're a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. It's 12:50 a.m. right now. I'm not sure what your temperature is, but it's pretty nice. Oh, it's beautiful outside. I almost just want to sit out there for the whole rest of the night. That would be per- a move. Perfect standing near a door, smoking out of a bong weather right now. <laughs> yeah, and make sure if you're near Cleveland, go to AI, AIW Wrestling because uh, the Weird World are great. They're really great. They're fun. They are really fun. I had to say uh, when I went <clears throat> with Brian was the first time I saw y'all and was excited how everyone else was also super excited to, for you. So everyone loves an underdog. So. Yeah, yeah, we're men of the people. You know exactly, what's exactly. You're, I mean, if you don't like the weird world, that says something about you. <laughs> I think you know. And I, maybe I'm biased there, but that's my opinion. And look, Zack Saber Jr. has good politics. These yeah. guys have great politics. <laughs> I mean, they're fans of this show. How could you listen to this show and not... Zach doesn't listen to this show, Brett. Right. Zach right. doesn't listen to Street Fighter. Right. He's not a Street Fighter. Not right. yet. Yeah. Well, he's not going to. I don't I don't think we're Zach's style. I don't feel like when I... There are some guys... Like, there are people I can look at and be like, I don't know if you if you would like this. Like, when people ask you... You, probably, you guys probably have it, too, because people will be like, I love wrestling. Where do you guys wrestle? And you're like, you probably... I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, is, that does happen. Because people will be like, I love podcasts. What kind of podcast do you do? Like, I'll meet somebody that's, like, friends with my wife at work yeah. or something. I'll be like, I love podcasts. What kind of podcast do you do? And I'm like, uh, you know... Just don't look for it. <laughs> Could you just not look for it ever? The parents and my and my kids yeah, that's school, tough. That like he's just now learning that too. Like other parents are like, what do you what? Oh, so you know they'll tell you their job, yeah, and they're like, what's your job? And then like it's either I mean you we I guess technically we could lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just be like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. self-employed businessman. That, that Just something vague that yeah. sounds boring. Sell herbal supplements. Or, you know, we were Then work- they're going to think you're drug dealers. That's yes, true. That's true. But like, then, what are they doing here? Well, Brett, if they see me, I can say I sell herbal supplements. But Brett's got all the tattoos and stuff. They'd be like, this guy's a weed dealer. Or he's like a... I would be high. At this, I would also be high, so they would know that. Yeah. <laughs> that. yeah. But, like, it, it's like... Uh, it's not that I don't want them to listen. It's that, like... Like, when the other parents ask me, I'll say I do a podcast. And then I'll say, ah, eh, it's, uh, I, I try, because once you say politics, then they're like, because I live in a more lib part of the city. Pod Save America? Yeah, yes, exactly. I think that's what they get in their mind. Like, oh, it's Pod Save America. And I'm like, oh, I just want to be like, no, it's a reaction to Pod Save America. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you could say, like, it's like. Well, a pre-action, right? A pre- well, you know what I, like, with NPR. <laughs> yeah, with NPR, though, it's a yeah. reaction to, like, NPR-style stuff. Yeah. We didn't want to do that, you know? 
for sure. Well, actually, I, I won't lie. We did. I mean, I, I would have gone on NPR if they were going to pay heartbeat. me money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up, and I'm not talking like them, but I, I would do it. Yeah. I did used to have it in my head where I'm like, maybe one day I'll accomplish something artistically well enough that I'll be able to be on a fucking Fresh Air with Terry Gross. That would be pretty cool. And I'm like, I'm never going to be on fucking Fresh Air. Uh, uh, Terry Gross, Alex is a great guest. And he's yeah, an extremely interesting dude. You Terry should Gross, definitely have Worldwide should go on Fresh Air. Th- that, you need it. <laughs> now it's just, because like we take a picture of these guys sitting in the studio with us and it's normal. Would take a picture of Alex sitting in, in Terry Gross's studio, <laughs> and I think that'll be something I'd be interested in. Yeah, I want to see that Instagram live story. <laughs> I'll be out there. We're getting you on there. That's oh, going to yeah. be a new campaign. Oh. Just like they tried to get me on Queer Eye, we're going to get you on Terry Gross. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, let's see who is on the line here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? You got him turned up? No, I do not have you turned up at all. Or switched over. Hold on. So, uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the funny thing is, is like I don't think either one of us can do the voice you would have to do. And we get so excited when we're on the radio. Oh, that maybe it, they didn't well, Terry, we're here. Can you hear us? Hey, how's it going, y'all? We're great. How are you? I'm really good. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you in D.C. in a week. That's not ha- Well, are you coming to the march? Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Then you will see. Yeah, us. I know. I, you will, I know. Yeah, will y'all have any time to hang out or anything, or are you just doing the march? Well, here's the thing: we're not doing anything in our hotels downtown. So, yeah, we'll probably go. We'll probably go to a bar or something. I'm trying to get together an after party hangout, maybe fundraiser thing to happen, but it's still very tenuous. If not. I mean, I'm not going to go sit in a room with him all night long. But yeah, in, we're in, in Washington D.C. <laughs> I mean, there's perks of doing this job. Yeah, Brett is definitely uh, me and him are not going to sit on the bed together and watch guys uh, Guy Fieri shows all. Yeah, night. I want to watch American yeah. Pickers. We fight over diners, drive-ins, and dives <laughs> and American Pickers. I hate me American and my pick- girlfriend are an HGTV couple. We're just like going back and forth from fucking Fixer Upper and some other uh. thing. Nope. Uh, how long you How long you been together? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> Two years, man. We met on Tinder. She's right here too. Two years, you said. Two years. All right. Well, once you get more, once Two you get more seasoned, you're gonna you're gonna draw a line in the sand where you're gonna like I don't want to watch fancy people buy houses anymore. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? Yeah. I mean, My wife and I. I always said like we're gonna do things together. All the time, you know, you're you're like when you first get together, and we used to watch everything on TV together. Now we basically have two separate lives with entertainment because it's just like I don't want to watch How I Met Your Mother, and I can't, I just can't do it. You know what I mean? And she does not want to watch Evolve Wrestling, or like, <laughs> she's not into indie stuff. She'll watch WWE, but she is definitely not into indie stuff or like Japan or anything. So. I just kind of do yeah. my thing, and she does her thing, and we don't see it as a bad thing. We try not to see that as yeah. a bad thing, you know? Well, you still put, do plenty of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, did you go... Know, that, is, that is good advice. I did go see a Melissa McCarthy movie recently where she went back to college. So I do do stuff, you know? <laughs> but, you hey, know... Well, if you guys if you guys are looking for anything, like, do in D.C., like, if, like, I'd be, you know, down to, like, show you guys around or something or... 
you know, anything like that. Or if you're just looking to do your own thing, maybe see at the March, whatever works. Well, we want to party probably. We'll, we want to hang out Friday or Saturday night, maybe even Friday night, right? Like, we'll get in there Friday. and Yeah, we'll be there Friday night. Yeah, and... well, I work downtown. I work, well, whatever. Yeah, like, what's the best way? Can I, like, DM you? Always. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I mean, if you're so on what, Facebook. What account should I DM you on? What uh, Murder Brian will get an answer pretty fast. I, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I think I've sent to the Street Fight account a time or two. Uh, yeah, just send it to me. Yeah. I get to it. It might not happen right away, and it might say scene for a yeah, little no, bit. Right. But I'm kind of uh, I, I kind of Felix has a really great tweet about how like if you sent me a DM and I'm tweeting and I haven't like answered your DM, it's because they take two different energies, and it's the most true oh, tweet totally I've ever seen. Man. Totally understand. <laughs> but uh, totally understand. It's like no, I'm not responding to your text, but I'm gonna post on Instagram. <laughs> I get it. It's two energies, man, because you're doing yeah. answering. It's DM. almost like a phone call versus a fucking text. Like, I never really thought about it that way. But, yeah, DMs yeah. can be heavy. Yeah, because you're just like. Uh, yeah. Or just require, like, a, I have to look shit up to answer this DM, you know? Yeah. I hope. How's yeah. it sounding? How Can I ask you how the march is sounding? Like, are, are people talking about it at all? Because I'm really feeling like. I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. I uh, I haven't done – I've been working way too much, so I've been taking some time off. So I haven't really been, like, seeing much many people socially in D.C. lately. So I don't, I don't have, like, a really good sense. Oh, I wanted to tell you something about Initiative 77, the tip wage thing. Okay. So, so it passed, right? It passed, like, 55 to 44 or something. But the D.C. Council, as far as I understand, still has the capacity to veto it. Will they do that? I I don't know, but that's like the next stage in the fight. Now I'm hoping they don't. Like I don't want them to. I'm gonna want to vote all of them out if they do. But like they do have the power to overturn the voted in resolutions. I I believe. Now it's like still pretty early. We don't know anything, but like they have the power to do that. A- Alex has worked in in as a as a waiter, right? Ah, uh, no, it's like more like food retail, but like I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, have you heard about uh, the yeah the initi- whole uh, seventy seven deal? Yeah, I'm lucky because like I'm at like eleven an hour, fucking like half under the table with tips. Okay, come at me IRS, but uh, keeps me in Medicaid, so that's sick. But Perfect. Um, <laughs> which is what everyone should do, by the way. But um, what well, get paid under the table? Well, half under the table. That way, you still have a tax ID. You can chip something away for the social security you're never gonna see, and um, you know also that makes you eligible for food stamps. So. But, working the whole thing around, but, um, yeah, I don't know, a lot of my friends are, like, fucking, just, like, scraping by at, like, four an hour, like, they work in, like, downtown, like, restaurants and shit, and they're, I don't know a single server that isn't some stage of an alcoholic, so, yeah, they damn sure need some sort of a fucking raise. Do you, do you think that they would be cool with like if they if they did this in cleveland what do you think the result might be well like it going up to 750 an hour instead of like 358 that's true i mean it is only 750 an hour but what that's the thing like is like i don't know like it's good that it's getting raised up and it's going to be at like you know the federal minimum wage but the federal minimum wage also fucking sucks so it's like what dc it's forward In D.C., it's 15. Oh, that's a hell yeah. It's $15 I mean, someone an hour. could tip you, like, 5 10%, and you're still, like, fucking walking away, like, pretty all right. I mean... Right, but nobody's yeah. going to change yeah, their man, t- our- And also with a fucking Republican uh, president and, like, all, like, 
them like running around like the tips can't be that good anyway so yeah if you get bumped up to 15 <laughs> an hour i i love the idea Yo, that yeah our um our our like city economics are totally fu- like housing right now is totally fucked in dc like everyone spends like all their money on housing yeah that's what it's been um, for a while when i lived there um <clears> we totally fucked man we tried to move we moved away just because we did not want to have to bring in the amount of money it took to live in the fucking city. Yeah, it's all about like going to like yeah, Silver I mean, Spring or something else, like right. just taking the train. Yeah, in. I mean, oh, Silver Spring isn't even like a like, you know, it's it's so it's like as expensive as a lot of parts of the city. Holy now, shit! Because you know? I remember I used to play shows in Silver Spring like ten years ago and stuff, and they had like you know ratty little like punk houses and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I oh see yeah, that they shit. still they still do they still do, but like. You know, a huge amount of that stuff is still is just still really expensive. Fuck. Yeah, that happened uh, here. I mean, anyway. all, everything inside the city is expensive. Everything outside, I mean, it, it really is just it, they're trying to push people out of the city. They want the city now. It's you happening know? in Cleveland too, and I like fucking hate it so much. Like, I hope mm-hmm. LeBron leaves, and like, you know, we can like just like get the fucking <laughs> brakes on some of this real estate shit because it's bad. Yeah, the real estate stuff. In all of these cities is terrible. I mean, all landlords are scumbags, but that's right. Agreed. One, uh, one thing I've got a movie recommendation. Okay. Harlan County, USA. Y'all seen it? I haven't. No, I've seen Justified, which I know everything. Which means I know. Oh everything. my gosh, guys! This is this is okay. So this is Harlan County, USA. It's about a group of like two hundred coal miners. Um. Um, it's like about a group of 200 coal miners that struck for better wages in um, in eastern Kentucky and had a 24-month strike. And it's a documentary about a 24-month strike, and it documents the coal company literally sending guys with guns to intimidate the picket line. Oh, shit. Um, it's fucking insane. And you can watch it all for free on archives.gov. Just go to archives.gov. And type in Harlan County, USA. I wonder if we could get away with <laughs> we streaming it. The other night, blew my mind. I wonder I mean, if we can get away with streaming if, it. If yeah, if it's free domain or whatever. maybe we'll oh, try yeah, to stream totally this. Yeah, that would be fun to do yeah, yeah, something like can, this. Fuck. Yeah, just go to archives.gov. It's really good. It's really eye-opening because like these people face an enormous amount of poverty, and it's just it's pretty profound. Um, and just like their determination. Like, they kind of, like, have no choice. It's, it's really something. That's great. Well, thanks for the recommendation. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't want to hold you all up, and uh, we're parking in my neighborhood now in D.C. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you this weekend. I'll shoot you a DM, and maybe we can hang out a bit. Yeah. All right. We'll I, be there. Yeah, I think I might have responded to yours, too. But uh, but definitely get a hold of Brian. Oh, cool. All right. No worries. All right. Well, see you guys soon. D.C., man. The big march. We're doing the big march couple of oh, real yeah. activists over here that just show up it's like <laughs> it's so weird because like like part of the battle is showing up but when you get there you're like there's so many people doing so much great work yeah do you ever feel that way like when you get there you're like okay showing up isn't even enough you know well, it is <laughs> it's something but in dc there is like a billion small-time reporters that are like trying to be have an upstart youtube channel i yeah. love that i do actually like that like every time you go to like a big political event cleveland 
I was in Cleveland for the uh, Republican convention. It was actually really – I had a lot of fun. But, uh, but, but they'll be wearing, like, suits and ties. They'll be like, oh, I'm an Oliver Treeburn with, you know, People's First News. <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll come a, up with a little fake logo on their mics and shit. Yeah. Yeah, because it happened in Cleveland, it happened in Philly, and then we went to the inauguration, and it happened there, too. There were just so many. There's almost more reporters than protesters. I mean, at the inauguration, for sure, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Well, the pro there were a lot more protesters than there were uh, people yeah. there for the inauguration. Like, we were, I. you know, the funny thing about the inauguration was I think Brett and I, uh, on the way in, Brett and Marvin and I on the way in, I think we all kind of sat in the car and, and just kind of. We expected, I think, a lot more of the bikers for Trump and, you know, all those Trump people. But I don't think they travel. Like, I don't think the Trump people travel the way that left left people do no. or, or liberal people do. Well, they don't have a George uh, Soros funding them, so. That's true. We we did have all that George Soros funding. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right. Let's see who's on the line next. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? It's a robot. Oh, hey. Howdy. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing tonight? Who's this? I'm pretty good. This is uh, L.A. boy. When are you guys coming out here? <laughs> I insulted the L.A. people on the Street Fight page because somebody was like, hey, how come nobody ever brings up how L.A. is the best city in the world? And I was like, if it's so great, then why haven't we been there? <laughs> I want to go, feel man. I right now. I, I feel attacked. <laughs> I, I watch... Um, I, I've been watching a lot of shows that take place in L.A., and I've never been there, and it seems like a really cool place. Just booking around a PWG show. It's a great show. place. Yeah, yeah, I want to. I want to. Hopefully, Aubrey can get me in. He goes to all of them. But uh, I would love to go to a PWG show. But Yeah, I'm a, I don't know. I'm really behind on, like, zine stuff, and so I have to pay some people to take care of the zine stuff, and then I have to nail down our venues, and then... Brian did write up this proposal for us going to the West Coast, so it is still definitely in the works. It's it's going to happen sometime okay. this late summer or fall. Ugh, early fall. fall. Everybody says fall's the best time to go to California because everything's on fire and it's really hot. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> you know, if you want to visit hell, come here in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, it just you know it happened. I want the kid to get to go to this one, and that makes it a little more complex than a, a usual trip would be it's a lot of money it's a lot of money and it's a lot of yeah. logistics and and just figuring everything out but we are getting to the west coast it is happening i i promise i miss being on stage more than anything right now we've taken a few months off to kind of save up some money and and get a little technology upgrades and shit like that and yeah. I don't know how people don't perform on a stage every month all their life because I'm feeling like, oh, I need attention and adulation now. Well, we will give that to you in spades, my good friend. Thank you. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll be there though. L.A. is 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 a big goal for me. I think I think if we do L.A., we'll feel like entertainers. That'll be the time where we're like. Oh, we do entertainment for a living because just is, having not been there is weird. Is August terrible? You'd be Hollywood boys. Is August terrible? <laughs> August? Uh, so like last August, it was like a hundred and seventeen. That's tight. I like that. Brett loves being hot. Yeah. He lived in Dallas for a year and he couldn't stop smiling. Got a tattoo on my finger. He did. He loved being in. He loved being in that like oppressive heat, dry ass heat. No. Yeah. I moved out here from Florida, man. Like Brett, you're you're 
I, I don't get it, man. Why do you want to walk around when it's like like a, a gel? It is. It's, it's so humid. Is it humid in LA? So bad. Oh, no, it's dry as heck. But I'm talking like in the southeast where he's from or Dallas or whatnot. Like, no. Yeah, that humidity. No. Humidity is what uh, makes me want to leave Ohio every year. It's like you walk outside yeah. and you throw up. I was my leg, buddy. <laughs> I got a I got a message from Drew Toothpaste last week that was like, I tried to take a walk today and I threw up all over the place, so I think I'm gonna start doing it in the grocery store. <laughs> and I was like, I'm out here, I'm doing it. But man, when I got home, like every part of my body was soaked with sweat. And I mean, I your just... tan is popping right now. I'm a little jealous. Oh, walk uh, walk ten miles every day. I know I get made fun of for my tan lines. A lot. And, oh, I have uh, a funny tan line, but that's not getting exposed <laughs> right now. <laughs> Save that for the Instagram after feed. Uh, Street Fight After Dark, where we show Patreon. our yeah Patreon. Mm. That's a Patreon thing for the live feed. <laughs> would, would you like to show your tan lines on Twitch when we launch that soon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just invite me down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you got anything else? No, that was, I've just been listening to the show because I don't know how to do it on the uh, the radio thing. That's all. Yeah, it's a pain in the nuts. You can you we'll yeah. look at your phone number right now, and if you want to call back and listen to the rest of the show, uh, we'll, you, we won't take we won't pick you back up at the end if you want to do that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. We'll be in you L.A. Too. I promise. A couple of L.A. Right. boys with their sunglasses on and their L.A. gear shoes. Yeah. Tight and shorts, <laughs> pink tank tops, yeah, nice like Alex. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we're on our way, baby. We're coming, I'm LA bring, boys. I'm bringing my rollerblades. Damn, LA boys coming to town. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, I can't wait to play beach volleyball in that heat. <laughs> we got to go to Muscle Get some Kenny Beach. Loggins plan. Yeah, yeah, we got to go to Muscle Beach for you, so you can like. Live the Venice life of like lifting weights on the beach. <laughs> Go practice my flagpole. Yeah, and do that thing the the rings. Yeah, yeah. You know those rings. Every third shop on Venice Venice Beach is either a head shop or like a weed store. <laughs> That's Venice and Beach. And then it's just tourist shit. I'm googling Marriott Venice Beach. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no, see. All right, next caller here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, hello. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Who's this? Oh, hey, yeah, it's uh, Casey from uh, middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Uh, just wanted to make sure that this was uh, a real thing. Not like, uh, you know, like car talk. Uh, for the longest time, I was so into it, and I thought, like, oh, yeah, like this is such a great show, and I was telling my friends about it, and they're like, wait, no, like, you're just listening to, like, NPR reruns. Like, one of the dudes is dead. You know, <laughs> I you. Oh no! Did you just get it? Did, so you got into car talk after the guy died, and and you're just like, I can't tell what this is. They're just talking about cars. I mean, like I I listened to it as a kid, and then like once I started like doing shit for myself, I was like, oh yeah, like I'll just start, you know, continue listening to this, and this is a great time, and just like oh. I'm just listening to lies at this point, you know? Yeah. Car talk is sweet, though. Kind of a good idea. Like, I wish I would have come up with car talk. 
that is one that it's just like listening to people be like, my 1982 Toyota's making a crazy noise. And you get to be like, oh, is it the, 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 the alternator? Is it the crankshaft, you think, maybe? <laughs> yeah, they definitely got some mileage out of that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, maybe it kind of, like, comfort, it comforts me a bit because uh, I drive, like, a super, like, uh, a car that's been through a lot, and it, it comforts me to know that there are people out there who can help me figure that sort of thing out, even if, yeah, one of them happens to be dead. Uh, yeah, slap it like, together. Like, uh, just recently. What's your, what kind like of car? Recently, We'd love to, I need to hear what kind of car it is. Um, okay, so it's a, uh, it's a 1999 Mercedes-Benz E320 wagon, like, Three hundred seventy-five thousand miles on it. <laughs> How much? Uh, three hundred seventy-five. Wow. 000. Wow. I'm looking this up, Mercedes. I want to see your car now because, like, if there's something I love, I drove a lot of junky cars when I first, like, when you're young. Driving a junky car yeah. is just like you should. You should give it a shot. Just drive a junky car. Yeah, there's car. nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially now that um, my car. Uh, Right before spring break, uh, it got impounded, and uh, God, I it was really bad. I, my mom had to bail me out for like much more than both me and the car is worth. And I can't get the writing that's like on the they they write on the back, and I don't know how to get it off. Uh, and what? so it's just like I just drive around Dugan everywhere. Gugan maybe or alcohol? Gugan, it's like the uh, orange no, stuff. No, just like it got towed because like. Because Nashville sucks ass, and uh, <laughs> I had to pay a bunch of money to get it back for no uh, reason. Holy shit! I'm looking at this car, and uh, wow, that is. Uh, I drove. Uh, if you, I hope you don't feel like I'm making fun of you, because I drove Grand Dams. I drove about six different Grand Dams in my life, and an Achieva. And uh, did you ever do the math? Like when you get impounded, do the math if it's worth picking it up. Oh. My car got towed the other it week. It honestly was not. I did the math. It was not worth it, but I love I love that thing. Like I just wish that like I don't know, I could just find someone, you know, in my life to like have a that sort of love is just like, you know, I don't love you because you're beautiful and perfect and worth a lot. It's just <laughs> like, yo, like you're just a piece of trash and I love you. That's what I want. Yeah. When you got towed? Alex? Yeah, I got towed the other week. Freaking $25 ticket. You want to know how much the tow was? $80. $135 for a $25 motherfucking ticket. Wow. Let me tell you something. You want to talk fucking utopian shit? My utopia? First people against the wall? Tow truck fucking company owners. Tow truck, dri- tow truck company. I oh, have one. The drivers yeah. could maybe be sent to the fucking camp and they can learn something but like the tow truck drivers are like the landlords of the fucking road and they can all get fucked i the tow truck oh, company i have an uncle shit. that owns one a tow truck company and i i would i would be like ah oh, man you know it sucks that you have to get thrown in a gulag for the rest of your life <laughs> but <laughs> you did some shady stuff man yeah. i mean tow truck i yeah, want they're mostly like paid through city governments and shit too like it should just be like a government like fucking service like i don't fuck out i had a tow truck driver one time so there used to be this bar here called bernie's that was like an yeah. old uh, alex is definitely been there it's an old punk club in town where like a lot of old crusty old guy punks and women hang out 
they got rid of it and built a Target there. Yeah. But uh, it used to be there, oh. and I parked by there. And I went to get in my car, and I went to uh, turn the key, and the key just wouldn't turn. And something locked up. Something broke in the fucking steering wheel. Yeah. So I had to call my roadside assistants, and they sent the tow truck driver out. And when he came to hook my car up, the people at Bernie's tried to fight him because he they thought he was trying to tow <laughs> me. <laughs> like, like, fuck you, man. He's just trying to get his car out of there, man. <laughs> And then the tow truck driver wouldn't tell him that I called him. I had to break it up. I was around the corner getting something. Yeah. I come back. I have to break up a fight because the tow truck driver is just like, fuck you. You don't tell me what to do. Oh. Yeah, they got all that oh fucking, God. like, you know, authority that they fucking think and do have. Like, fucking. They swarm, too. We had ComFest this weekend. Right. And they just, like you just said, They're in Nashville. looking for an excuse. Yeah, you just said in Nashville. I got, I got, I parked for 10 minutes once and got towed and had to pay. Had to pay uh, $120 to get my car back, and the whole thing took 45 minutes. The entire getting towed, walking to the place, getting my car ca- car back was $120. Oh, I had to get I, I, was, I was stuck in the basement of my brother's frat for an entire day. Oh, no. Waiting for someone to help me, like, get the money to get my car back. At least it was, it was your brother's frat. Yeah, it could be worse. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah, had, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what? That is wild. I, I just... Uh, I love that you hate your car. I, I mean, you love your... You love hate your car. Is it harder to get parts for a Mercedes? Is that, like, an issue, too? Um, actually, I think, like... The thing is that, like, my car is actually really reliable. Like, uh, my mom has, like, the same car, but, like, several years newer, way fewer miles, but it's cursed. That thing is fucking cursed because uh, her ex-boyfriend bought it for her. And it just fucks up 24-7. But mine's totally fine, like, most of the time. um, Trojan horse. It's just other people just kind of fucking it up. Um, But also, like, um, sorry, what? I love the idea of a cursed car. Like somebody bought you a car and it's like this thing's it's just gonna break down. It was a bad relationship. There's bad karma in this car right now. Oh, it was so much more than a bad relationship. He was a bad person. Yeah. He was like the like the most like ultimate quintessential like Trump supporter type guy you could ever imagine. Like in some ways it like uh oh God, it was horrible. And so, yeah, that car is definitely cursed. Yeah, that is sucks. That that those, those tow prices are the fucking worst. I think. I, I yeah. think I. It, I guess like it's. I'm with Alex. It I'm, depends though, because like, cause, you know, like when, uh, yeah, like when I'm in the city and like people try to tow my car, it sucks. But um, I guess like the weird thing for me though is that I live in the middle of nowhere. Actually, um, I actually I go to school in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. I'm from the middle of nowhere in Western North Carolina, uh, where it's just easier to tell people, like, oh, yeah, I'm from Asheville, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's very, things work out very differently with the whole, like, uh, say, like, uh, tow truck drivers, because, like, you know all of them, and uh, the small business tyrants, you know all of them, too. Uh, it's very different, but, you know, the people who are, like, real pieces of shit, no matter where you go, are landlords. 
Yeah, that's true. Landlords of the world. I mean, small business tyrants, 99% of them are bad. I, I, a lot of people yeah. will call in and be like, well, I actually like mine. And you're like, well, you're also in a different 1% then. <laughs> There's like two 1%. The well, 1% it's... that likes their small business boss. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of the small businesses that like pop up in like my, uh, my hometown in the absolute middle of nowhere is like in retaliation against uh, like shitty landlords um you get uh, some people who uh, just move to another place because like the place the dude they're renting from is a piece of shit or uh just recently i heard about um there was like some kind of country club really shitty country club where everyone was horrible which is like basically a lot of them and the people for this restaurant they all showed up to work one day and they said like oh like we're closing down shop, like, you know, get out of here. None of you have a job anymore. And they all got together and started a small business sort of, like, restaurant. And it's actually pretty great, you know. I, I love know. the idea of taking some, but some shitty boss's restaurant away from them. Yeah, <laughs> just right. like, no, this isn't yours yeah. anymore. This is the workers' restaurant now. We, we just bought it. Yeah, 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 exactly. That um, could happen, you know. That... I guess Yeah. <laughs> how it should work um but yeah i don't know it is strange though because i feel like a lot of what everyone talks about on these radio shows just really like reflects the politics of just cities and such it's hard to identify sometimes with say uh just living in the middle of nowhere your whole life and uh, things work really differently out here it's fucking wild um sure you know Alderman uh, just kind of shoot dudes in broad daylight and get away with it. Um, it's sometimes hard to come up with points of references. Uh, at least, like, now, like, I can just say, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm basically from Asheville, and it's cool. But um, the closest point of reference uh, I had for once uh, town I lived in was, you know, the guy who bombed the Olympics, Eric Rudolph? Yeah. In Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so my... My first day of eighth grade, I moved to, uh, like, the county where I live now. And I talk, I'm talking to the principal, and I, he's like, oh, yeah, like, where are you from? And I say, oh, yeah, I'm from this place. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's where they caught, that's where they caught Eric Rudolph. He's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, yeah, you know, I was, I was ten minutes from uh, the place where they, they caught him. It was, it was, it had happened before, like, I had moved there, but, like, the uh, FBI had, like, was combing every, like, inch of the mountainside uh, for, like, five years or so until some rookie cop caught him in the dumpster of, like, a save-a-lot or something. Um, wow. A dumpster behind a save-a-lot. Some rookie cop. And now they have a really weird shrine. In a dumpster. Uh, for <laughs> in, this, in this sheriff's uh, office or whatever it is. That, yeah, the sheriffs in, like, small towns will take trophies and shit. <laughs> like, I always picture oh, him as, like, the, oh. the the roadhouse bad guy is all the sheriffs in small towns because they just, I mean, they can really get away with anything they want, you know, and then if the FBI yeah. rolls into town, they yeah. have to be real. They, I mean, they can do anything unless unless the federal government shows up. 
anybody can do you can get away with a lot of stuff out there in the middle of nowhere even though everybody knows they'll be yeah. like oh he's a piece of shit he beat a man to death like 20 years ago but it you know it was an they said it was an accident <laughs> exactly all right yeah yeah or like in the case of that alderman uh he said in court just like oh yeah like you know the first shot that hit him that was a warning shot but the one that was uh point blank back to his head oh trigger slip they were like oh okay yeah yeah just a trigger slip that's it you know yeah, that's it. It's terrible. Someone should write a fucking country music song about that. I love the country music songs about that. Yeah, uh, that, that's <laughs> awful. Oh. So thank you, thank you for calling yeah. in. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a great night in Ken- Tennessee. Ken- Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee. Rude. Rude. I haven't been to Tennessee in a while. I love that. I love driving through it though. You know what? I I also have a soft spot for jalopy Mercedes because when I lived in Dallas, there was this guy named Dano, white-haired, like, surfer his entire life, California guy, but he would pull up in this 90s Mercedes and literally looked, he looked like the dude, and he would open up the door and, like, fucking cans would fly out and shit, and he would just come out in, like, a big hurry and be like, Brett. Uh, I just got a bunch of tanker desks that I'm flipping for the Dallas set, and I, I have a lot of bike work, so I need you to fix these bikes for me. He would always get caught up in bike work, and anything that was too advanced, he would just send them to me. And he, but he always drove this, this uh, Mercedes Benz that was held together with duct tape. But I imagine on his hay, in his heyday, I mean that was probably like the best car, right? It's a Benz, yeah. You yeah. used to be able to just tell people you drive a Benz and it meant something, right? <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's see who's left. We got two more callers on the line here. We got this, man. We're gonna we're gonna clear it out tonight, right? Thank, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we yeah, talking we to? This. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lucas in Lebanon, Ohio. Ooh, Lebanon! I just drove through there. How are you tonight? <coughs> I'm doing pretty good. Coming up from Cincinnati. Coming up from old Cincinnati on I-71. I drove through Lebanon Avenue. <laughs> That's my old Crow Medicine show impression. Coming up on I-71 through Lebanon, Ohio. What's going on tonight? <laughs> yeah, you guys told us. Uh, I can't hear you. You just yeah. got real quiet all of a sudden. Hey, guys, there. Yeah, we're yeah. here. We're here. All right, well, yeah, for a minute. Uh, but you were you were at Riverbend. Yes, we went to Riverbend to see Willie Nelson and Sturgill Simpson and. Other people. Yeah. Sturgill well, Simpson, uh, pretty much, I'm, is why we went. Yeah, that's what we went for. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking about, going for uh, The rain kept me out. We're brave. It really wasn't uh, so bad. I Actually, that's been yeah. my big stand. I've Last year, we got screwed out of a lot of stuff because I kept checking these motherfucking apps. And I got to tell you what, man. These people don't know anything about about the weather like they still don't know shit about what is going to happen they promise you an hour by hour breakdown and i've canceled so many fucking plans last summer that now i'm just like we'll see if it rains or not because they sure as hell don't know yeah Yeah, it 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 rained it rained for probably 20 minutes it came down pretty hard for 10 and uh, then everybody dried off and was super drunk and rolling joints listening to willie nelson it wasn't that bad at all right yeah, yeah I wanted to ask you guys about that, what the uh, what the security was like. I'm going to uh, the PNC Pavilion tomorrow. Well, I'm going to 
Yeah, we have kid privilege. Yeah, we get away with a lot yeah. because we have kids. They trust us. Like they even told right. us we couldn't take a book bag in. And but then some lady was like, "Oh, y'all got children. You can take a book bag." <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Brett just broke his chair. Not. Nah, I mean, they they have security walk through the crowd, but they didn't seem like they were busting anybody. I didn't see anybody no. get kicked out at all. They weren't looking for anything. Also, right. it's a really cool place because you're allowed to bring food inside, which I've never seen in my life. You can bring your That's own wild. water too. What? Yeah, yeah. That's so. Awesome. It was really chill, and uh, the the people didn't seem too intent on catching anyone. So I think you're pretty good. I mean, Brian got a vape in, and we used the. Vape. Okay, yeah, that was gonna be my question. Yeah. Put it in a boot. They I, had like metal detectors. I always put things in my boot. Now I wear boots, and I just stick it in my boot because if they metal detect your boots, there's metal on them. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, right. that's just your boots, and they let you through. That's steel toe, boy. Well, the eyelets and stuff yeah. on them, or the metal. I don't have steel-toed boots. Well, steel-toed boots say. are cr- for crazy people. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> steel-toed yeah. boots are for people who like cold toes. They're like, oh, I really love to have cold toes. And also, old blue-collar uh, little thing that I learned while I was working from about 400 different guys named Ray. Or, <laughs> was, uh, or Randy. Was, uh, you something falls on your foot in them steel-toed boots and it'll cut your toes right off. The steel will just cut yeah. your toes right off, you know? That's just something people say. They still sell them, but I've heard it a million times. I mean, yeah, I guess if it was heavy enough. Just cut them right off, dude. It turns into a guillotine for your toes. That's that noise. That should be yeah. your gimmick. You wear steel-toed boots in the ring now. That would be... Very that that's dangerous. That should be illegal. I don't. I that was don't a like move that. in some skinhead groups for a that's while, a or maybe it was like biker groups or both, like where they'd like uh, take like the leather off the uh, steel toe, so the steel was like revealed. Oh, yeah, God. that's a cool look. That's it a really is. cool look. I think you maybe. I'll, I'll agree with that. Like if you're trying to do the intimidating thing, that's probably why. They're just really trying to get upskirts. They just polish them up real ah! nice. <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, River Bend's fun. We, I want to go. You're going. I know what you're going to see. By the way, can I? Can I guess what yeah, you're going? Yeah. Oh, it's Spoon. Okay, I thought it was Weezer yeah. and the Pixies, which is what I want. Oh to no, see. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going next. Uh, I think two weeks for that. Yeah, I want to go to that, but I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, you might want to get some sort of like a rum runner or one of those like plastic bottles of wine, like the plastic bags that hold stuff. You could probably sneak it in. Their, yeah. their alcohol prices were pretty outrageous. Yeah, it's eleven dollars a beer. But the best deal I found was the mixed drinks because yeah, they I'm had... only nineteen. Oh. oh no! Sneak some stuff in. Then take not some acid sell it before you. you go. Oh, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna bring my vape. Yeah. Put that shit in your boot, cool. you'll be set. Or appreciate going to shows okay. semi-sober until you're 21 and you just start forgetting everything you go to. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a lot of shows, like, kind of just stoned, and I remember them. And then there's a big blur of time of shows that I went to for a period where it's like, I don't remember a minute of that corn concert I went to. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds kind of nerdy, but uh, I was going to invest in a mic to start taking a concert. Record them, dude. That's <laughs> okay. an important job, man. People have been doing it forever. Get a blue yeti right? if you can sneak yeah, a blue yeti. In. <laughs> if you can sneak exactly. a blue yeti in, you'll be set. Put it on YouTube. You probably, you know, you put something like that on YouTube, and then people start going there to see it, and then they monetize your YouTube channel, and you're set. 
You got it. I, I, I like listening to concerts when I'm working for a long period of time. I do like to listen to the flow of it because it's like one big long thing. Yeah, I only like listening to concerts if it's like... Like, uh, there used to be this live Deftones concert where the lead singer was way too drunk on stage, and I used to love listening to that because he just basically didn't sing any of the songs and just talk shit to people in the audience. I like it when a concert goes sideways, I guess, is my... my yeah. whole. I yeah. just... I love... When a yeah. concert goes, the worst thing a concert can be is boring. The best thing it can be is good, and a, and another consolation prize that's ju- maybe just as good as a good concert is a really bad concert <laughs> or interesting. Yeah, yeah, just an interesting. You, concert. you were talking about uh, Lou Reed earlier. Uh, his concerts are always good for that. Yeah, it's cool. It's the recorded my, one. My parents used to get so mad at George Jones. They'd be like, "Oh, my stepmom was like, I used to want to go see George Jones, but he just shows up drunk too much," and I'm like. <laughs> Damn, that sounds fucking sweet. Like George Jones just on stage, shit faced, <laughs> saying whatever yeah, the like in his drunk head. That's not like the most like precise music in the world. So yeah, he could like fuck around a bit and like you know get loose. Yeah, right. <laughs> like some shit you go see, you're like, uh, like go see like a death metal or a hardcore band. Like if some one person falls out of sync, then the whole thing's fucked. But I feel like country, you can be pretty drunk and do it. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. that's good. You'll have fun there. It's a good venue, I think. I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. It's right on the Ohio yeah. River, really. <laughs> Ohio River. Boy, down on the Ohio River. You, we, when we play this song, it only, when we play Wagon Wheel, it sounds even better on the Ohio River. It's like, okay, buddy. I, hey, I'm into it. Sold. It does. It I, does. I believe it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm here with you, dude, yeah. listening to it. I mean, Ohio is beautiful, right? It Everybody. Is. is Ohio the most beautiful state? It's the heart of it all. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Ohio is the best. Number yeah. one. Ohio. No number... mountains, and I'm about that life, so that's cool. You're a mountain guy? I hate mountains. Oh, really? No time for fucking mountains. Really? <laughs> Brett went into the mountains and got... And Brett, like when we were in Denver, he was like, I'm going to get really way too high and then go up into the mountains, and I kind of admired him for that's it. That's why I love Denver. Like, I remember when I went there, like, I just, like, totally... You could just see the history of the place, like, driving, like, west on the highway, because it's, like, all flat as shit, great plains, great plains, flat, flat, flat. And then there's Denver, and then there's the mountains. And Denver was just totally established by, like, cowards that were like, yeah, you guys go up over those mountains, let us know how it is. We're just going to set some shit up over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to set up a base camp. And I'm like, good good for you guys. Nice city. Yeah. You said you ate, like, 100 milligrams of THC, and then when you got up there, like, you were a little bit freaking out a little bit? No, I wasn't freaking out. Just I... everything looked different. It looked like Bizarro World to me. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, because there was a lot of, like, really cold weather trees up there, and yeah. they're kind of a different color. If you're on 100 milligrams of THC. Yeah, plus also you're not used to that elevation either. So. Yeah. That's what they say, that the elevation in Denver, like, yeah, I didn't gets you higher. But I don't really think I know. I noticed I was shorter of breath when I would go walking places, which I didn't like because it made me feel basically as unhealthy as I am now. It made me feel that unhealthy. <laughs> like, oh, That's the only reason I don't like my mountains. I smoke, like, one to three packs of cigarettes a day, and I need... Nice low altitude, or else. I'm <laughs> sure. Well, you can smoke less cigarettes when you're in the uh, mountains, Alex. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be all stressed out about being in the mountains and trying to start a forest fire. And the, like... mar- the Marble Man used to climb mountains. Yeah, and Marble, smoke Man a cigarette. Was, Marble Man was always. He also spent there. a whole bunch of time on those planes on that horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He did. He, Marble Man he has, was out he there. He has up periods and his down periods. 
the Marlboro Adventure team always did really well, you know? Okay. Well, I was talking about your Joe cigarette. Camel was out there in the desert. Uh, out there in the desert, though. So. That's true. I was talking about your cigarettes on the way in. I was like, one way you can tell they're cheap cigarettes is if they have that gold band around the butt. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> a little thick gold band. I was yeah, like, Alex nice smokes them gold band boys. That is nice true. pyramids on the way down. <laughs> yeah, it's the cheapest amount. They just have like two millimeters of gold paint. They yep. all taste the same, though. It's right. That Johnny Hobo lyric always <laughs> stuck with me. Have you ever heard Johnny Hobo? Oh, I love Johnny Hobo. So that lyric where he says, "As you lights an American spirit," yeah. I, they I, they ask how I ask how you can smoke so, s- such shit because any smokes will kill you, but GPCs will make you feel like it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "That's fucking sweet, dude." It's just like telling a guy like just those American spirit. I mean, those American spirits are worse than like GPCs. They whoop my ass. Like also, yeah. they're terrible work cigarettes. If you're trying to have a cigarette break, like oh, I, I had like a nice three to five minute boy, and then sometimes maybe I can crush like two in like six and a half. And like those things, it's like you're like guaranteed like seven minutes, or else you're gonna like puff your way into a headache. Yeah, and I'm like, I was trying to take a quick five here. They're like Winston's. When I was growing up, if you got your hands, if you like stole from your parents and they had Winston's, you're like, fuck Winston's. Because really? there's no bull. Yeah, <laughs> Winston's are just as natural as American spirits. People stop paying all this money for American spirits. Yeah, it was Winston's, <laughs> no and then <laughs> there is, there's no goddamn. No additives. <laughs> It's the, it was when I would hate it. Winston, when, holler at us. Yeah. Paul Mall was another one that people would have, and you'd yeah. be like, "Fuck! Why can't your parents smoke good cigarettes, man?" <laughs> and then women's cigarettes it was like always a big problem with me. I yeah, just, my mom smoked. Uh, what was it? Virginia Slim Menthol Ultra Low Lights, one hundred. So those wow. are the one where it's like you'd get more cancer, like being in the nosebleeds at like fucking NASCAR or something. <laughs> but we, we went on a when we. When we go on trips, we'll smoke. And like, uh, we were we the first one of the first times we had Nick with us, our our millennial uh, film filmmaker man that comes with us sometimes and films the videos. Mm-hmm. He he had brought out a pack of Virginia Slims. He's like, I've been really liking these. These are perfect for me. It was just the smallest little square box of That's cigarettes. A wild man. Yeah, it was wild to me that he bought. I made fun of him the whole time, but I I, I shouldn't have because he did it to be nice and to share with us and stuff. And we were just I was just the whole time like, what are these things, man? I'm standing at a truck. Stop smoking a Virginia Slim. These guys are looking at me. He tapered it off. He did. He did. God, that was funny. That was one of my favorite, like... So, yeah, they're not just for women. They're also for men, like Nick Hayes. Yeah. And Brett and I, I mean, we enjoyed it. Yeah, they weren't so bad. I mean, they didn't taste bad or anything. They're light and airy. Yeah. Yeah. Were they menthol or not menthol? No menthol. All right, that's good. Yeah. You don't like menthols? Not a menthol guy. Menthols. If If I'm desperate and I'm bumming a cigarette... I will always turn down a menthol. I just... Why wow. I And I'm like a fucking cigarette fiend, but I just can't do menthol. <laughs> cigarette fiend. I can right. quit everything else I'm doing and... Just enjoy the cigarettes. One more to go. One more to go, man. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Hello. Who are we talking to? It, uh, I'm going to pull a Terry, I think. Hey, oh, Terry. hey, Terry. How's, How's it going? Doing? Happy to have you call in, Terry. Anytime you call in, this is for, we're got, we got to explain this to the weird world here. If you call in and you don't want people to know your name, you're a Terry. You're just Terry because that's a good name. That's a solid name. It Terry's works both fucking ways. the best name, yeah. dude. Because it's 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 unisex. It's perfect. And it's yeah. it's the name that pops in my head if I have to make up a name every time. Yeah. Yeah, Terry. Everybody has a name. Mine's Terry. Old Terry over there. What's going on tonight, Terry? 
right. So I, I just feel like sharing my ho- uh, my horror story. It's it's more technocratic in nature. Um, it's like basically I work in in the city in Manhattan, and my first gig out of school, like I'm a I'm a, like a graphic designer, and I had to um, help edit a, a Kickstarter video for this guy, and it really like it was it was like branded all nice and clean and, and like when I interviewed with him like his office was like like pristine gorgeous and everything and like I was blown away by this guy like you know living like not really even living he was just operating his business out of this gorgeous place in Soho and it blew my mind that his uh you know like, like his whole business strategy was to present himself as a uh as a kickstart you know startup business when clearly like he he had reached the point where he could hire a full-time video editor you know what i mean Uh-oh. like there was yeah so i edit the video and like he's micromanaging me the whole time like he literally edited the video before i edited it like walked me through how he wanted it to go which is just bizarre so i'm like why didn't you you spend all this time doing it why don't you just publish that if you're that concerned about like deadlines anyway yeah. we finished the video and I, I sent him my bill because I'm a freelance contractor and, you know, that's sort of like how at, in school I learned what to do. You know, like I, I, I'm a freelancer, you know, I bill you and then you pay me the amount that I listed on that bill with the amount of hours that I worked. And he comes back with a passive aggressive email saying, oh, you, you know, didn't do a satisfactory job. I'm only going to pay you half what I, you know, what you fucking worked for. And I see on a Kickstarter thing, it launched by this point. Gatorade, like, bypassed the amount that he set for the fundraise by, like, 20K. So it's like, dude, like, you have you have the two grand that, like, you owe me. Like, why don't you own up to it? And it was, it was just really frustrating. Yeah. That's, I, I got really worked up talking about it, too. That's, uh, that, uh, there's so many of these guys out there that want free work. If, if you're doing video editing or anything with video, People just yeah. want to get free work out of you because they think you're living your dream editing their stupid branding video. And plus, it was this, it was my first gig out of school, and like I could tell that he just was itching to like exploit me. You know, like like he he's like, oh, this kid, he doesn't fucking know like what sort of business he's in. You know, and like if I were to go after him legally, it wouldn't be with the amount that I built him. Wouldn't it be worth like the the cost of a lawyer? It's yeah. just so frustrating. Did you did you set up beforehand what the the terms of the deal were? I sent them a contract and I sent them an invoice. Like I like I had this fleshed out. Like my teacher gave me a template that I followed like verbatim, and I just basically took my teacher's branding and then like superimposed my own on it after I had read through everything. Okay. And it, you know it that that it was it was pretty established. You know like I I went to a pretty like reputable art school and the reason I got the gig in the first place was because of like this bullshit sort of nepotism that goes on in my school where like people just sort of get referred because you paid a shit ton of money to get into this fancy ass art school. There's a whole scam behind that but I feel like that's for another call. I wanted to make this quick and just blurt my story out. Do you want to name names Terry? Are you looking to name names tonight? Yeah, I'll name names. Name and names on Street Fight. What was the name? <laughs> Candy Lab Toys. They were called. It was, All right. I, and I'm sure. Yeah, it was. It was. It was this toy company. Like I thought that, like you know, like this guy. in like when we were hanging out, like he was very, like almost like fraternal to a point toy where, like, he was like yeah. really like bonding with me and shit. And it was just like stupid, like wooden toys that are, you know, like 
like look like they're ethically sourced or was whatever. Was his name Geppetto? Really no... Oh no, not Geppetto. His his animals come his puppets come alive, Alex. God. Yeah. Candy Lab Toys. Yeah, fuck them. We name names on Street Fight. If a Terry wants to call <laughs> in and name names, Terry can name names. <laughs> Let's get that as a bumper sticker, Brett. Write that in the doc. Terry names if, names. If yeah. Terry's name names, baby. Imagine we make Terry like the coolest anarchist name to have. Like, no, brother, I'm a Terry. Okay. Terry. <laughs> Take over for comrade. It's I'm Terry Ter- Bull. <laughs> Ter- I will be Terry Bull. That'll be my name. They'll, they'll, instead of calling themselves anarchists or black bloc, the police will have to be like, there's a new crew called the Terrys that are showing up at all the Antifa protests. Ah, uh, well, thanks for calling in and naming names, Terry. It's it, we love we love naming names. We love naming yeah. the bad guys. Fuck Candy Lab Toys. Thanks for thanks for giving me the space. All right, Keep have on, a good night. Uh, candy Lab. Yeah, we're spitting on Candy Lab in the studio. Brett, we did it. Weird World. You helped us. This, I mean, we're both tag teams in our own way. Yeah. Right? I feel like we're lined up with our uh, spiritual others, too. <laughs> <laughs> we got the two vegan uh, laid-back dudes over here, and then we got the uh, loud uh, omnivores over here. Mediating yeah, idiots true. over here. We did really line both up. Both of you guys are also way more judicious with your tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. I'm yeah. more of a volume guy. You guys are qual- yeah, uh, quality over quality. Yeah, I'm the volume guy. I'm currently trying to think of a funny name for a, a Pat Benatar song that has to do with we Democrats. We are sorry, but the show has ended. Well, fuck Goodbye. you. We end when we want to end. How dare you? You don't tell us when Whoa. we end. We tell you when we end. There goes that one world government. Oh, God. Well, Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. You can find more of what we do at streetfightradio.com. If you want bonus material, you can get access to our bonus feed for $1 a month. Uh, we actually have a, an episode with Alex on there already. Um, we'll have them on in the future. For $3 a month, you get access to our digital zine. It has exclusive writing and art uh, from Street Fight listeners and Brian and I. The coloring book is coming out soon. It has to because we promised it this month. <laughs> It'll get there. We're working on it. I started getting a cover going, but it just then I got bothered by kids stuff, and that's just the way it goes. God damn kids stuff. Uh, if you want to watch us do the basement show live, it's just five dollars a month. We are trying to make all of our content as cheap as possible, and for those folks out there that really can't get enough of us and got to see. Um, if you're getting a physical copy of the zine sent to your house, it's eight dollars a month. That also includes the five dollar live uh, live feed of the show. So give that a thought if you want to help us reach higher and higher to the point that we can get to the highest point in the hierarchy and grab that person by the neck and drag him to the bottom. We're Street Fight Radio. Peace. Peace.